Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. Celebrating your most blessed days. That's day set apart at creation, the Sabbath. So I thank you all for joining us. I hope today's a blessing to you. I hope you've all had a good week and you are able to rest properly today. So we have a few people with us. I'd like to say Shabbat Shalom to Wirewall. It's it's lovely to have you with us. So wonderful. Laura Lee, as always, Shabbat Shalom, sister. Wonderful to have you with us. We have Lee Carruthers with us from Between the River and the Raven. So Shabbat Shalom. John is here. Good to see you, brother. Turn back to truth. Shabbat Shalom. That's what we all want to do. We all want to be turning back to truth. We want to be finding that truth in the word. So I love that name. Jen, Shabbat Shalom, brothers and sisters. Thank you for being with us, Jen. Yep, Lee Hood is in the house. Lee Hood is in the house. And user are all in the house as well. It's great to have with us. So today we'll be going through a Torah portion, Has He Knew? And it's, uh, we'll be looking at this song of Moshe, the second song. So really excited for it. And I would like to welcome my guest who will be joining me today. So if we can all, as always, make that round of applause. Get up out of your seats. Get up out of your seats. That's it. Louder. Louder. Let's make it louder. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Thank you, Thanks for having me. It is good to be here. It certainly is. It's uh, the best day of the week. That's Sabbath day. And it is such a blessing to just be able to be here with you all and fellowship and jump into the word. So that's wonderful. Um, Oh, Jean's here. Mum's here. Shabbat shalom, mum. It's good to have you with us. And she says Shabbat shalom, James, as well. Michael, it's good to have you with us, brother. It's good to have you with us. All the way from Georgia. I love it. Thank you very much. So we've got a nice full house today. And James is in the house as well, Laura Lee says. James is in the house. Unfortunately, we're not in that same house, not in that same dwelling yet, but we will be. I'm sure y'all will gather us when he is ready, when the time comes. So, yeah, today it's uh, very exciting. Uh, so many things happen in this. I know you said you enjoyed it when you looked through it. It's um, a really interesting chapter. It's just the one chapter, but it's very interesting. Um, really looking forward to it. Yeah, Shabbat Shalom, Michael. It's good to have you with us, brother. So today I'm going to start with prayer in a minute. Just open up with prayer. I like to do that so we don't miss it and just try and hopefully get that rework dwelling with us and help guiding us. And for all those that were with us last night, there was promise towards the end of the show of a song, of singing of some sort. Um, so at the end of the show, I'm going to try and sing six verses for you. So that'll be at the end. So if you're really that desperate to hear it, stick to the end. That way, if you don't enjoy it and you go off, otherwise I could turn you off. You can turn <laughs> off after hearing it and we'll have no viewers. Um, so, yeah, so. We'll, we'll give that a go at the end. And maybe by next year, we'll have a proper song with music and all sorts. Something to work forward to. So, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so if you would like to just join me, we'll just open it with prayer, and then we'll begin. Our Father, our Abba, our Yahweh, Father, we come to you in Yahushua's precious name, Father. We come to you in humbleness, exalting you, glorifying you, praising you father father we come just asking for that mercy 
asking for that blood to wash over us, to wash us of our sins, to wash us and make us new creatures in Yahushua. Father, we thank you for all the blessings and all the work you are doing in our lives. And we just ask that you continue to do it. Continue to help those people that need your healing, that need your comfort, your restoration, your shalom, Father. We just pray for that. We pray for those that have lost loved ones. We ask that you be with them at this time, Father. You be their rock. You be that comfort. You be that support, holding their hand through those difficult times. Father, we pray for all that may be in hospitals or may be suffering from illness. We pray that you again be with them, holding their hands by their side, just guiding them through that difficult time. We pray and lift up everybody to you that is having difficulty in their marriages, difficulty in their relationships at home, in their friendships, in work. We just ask that you be with them, Father, and help heal those bonds, help restore them. And if not, help them have the shalom and the peace to carry on. Father, we ask that you be with us today. We ask that your Ruach dwell with us. You just fill us with your Ruach and your word and just help guide us. Help the words we say be pleasing to you. Help this prayer be a, that aroma that comes up to you, that incense that comes up to your throne room and be pleasing to you, Father. You are El Shaddai. You are the Aleph and the Tav. You are Yahweh Sebaot, Yahweh al Chekam. You are the one and only Elohim. And we praise you and thank you, Father. Father, we just ask for all this. And during these difficult times, we ask for your protection over us and our loved ones. We ask for your guidance on our walk on that narrow path. And we ask for your blessings. And Father, we just ask all this in Yahushua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. So, oh, so we have Euphrasia with us. Shabbat Shalom, Euphrasia. Good to have you with us, sister. And now we will get our Torah portion. So, as mentioned, Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, amen. Thank you. Thank you. We need to really be praying a lot at these times with, with what the world is having to throw against us. We need to just make sure that we are continually just lifting up those praise, prayers to you and just, just asking for him for that guidance. Yeah, this so, is such a tough season for everyone, I feel like, right now. Whether it be sickness, you know, losing a loved one, just difficulty on your path you know what better way to get that healing but the rest on shabbat and to dig into this word the torah so much healing yeah. can be found in in these scriptures and it's what you spoke about on your um on between the river and the ravens on thursday you were talking about those spiritual attacks that that wear you down um and we we do get that sometimes we do get worn down we do feel in despair and have all those things come at us, but we need to make sure, like you said, we put on that armor and we really just focus on his word to help get us through. We need to exactly. act come to him know, Not realizing you may be wearing the armor, but if it's not tight, strapped on tight, there's those vulnerable spots where those arrows of spiritual attack can still get in. So it's important each and every day to wear that, to put it on, to keep it tight around you. Do check that episode out if you haven't. It, it really blessed me and Lee just as we were researching it and really strengthened us as well. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people have commented saying that it blessed them. And uh, I know I, me and Catherine enjoyed it when we watched it again. And um, and Catherine's gone through the same thing as well for, you, for um, Ephesians, looking at that concept of wrestling and looking into all those uh, parts of the armor as well and it's uh, it really is 
really is important, like you said, to make sure we are girded up properly and it's tight. It's it's really are we are you know holding strong in that walk to protect us from the enemy because he is a roaring lion waiting to devour any little crack and they will he will penetrate it. He will he will dig his claws in deep. So we must really be careful. Really be careful. It's so important as well to have this fellowship and have everybody to lean on as well. Having family members to leave on, lean on, having brothers and sisters to lean on, just uh, have, and most importantly, having Yah and Yahusha to lean on. Yeah, like Lee had mentioned, it's so important because we can all fall, we can all stumble on that battlefield. And so when we're in that fellowship, when we're strengthening each other, there's going to be someone there to help lift you up, take you back to safety, restore you. So it is so important to have that fellowship whether it's local or distant online, like our telegram groups, it's been such a blessing to have that. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, Daniel, good to have you with us, brother. Shabbat Shalom. Um, I know you had a long week yesterday. You got back late. So uh, Shabbat Shalom, brother. Really hope that you get some peace this weekend and you can really properly enjoy your Sabbath. I know it's, it's difficult sometimes because of your situation. So we just pray for you, brother, always and just ask that you just get that Shalom that peace that only y'all can give. Yeah. Don't leave home without the armors. Absolutely, Jen. And yeah, you have to help each other. So yeah, some great comments there. So today, our tour approach, we've only got the two left now. So we've got this one and then next week, and then we'll be looking at the some of the feasts. I think we'll, we'll have a week on Yom Kippur, a week on uh, Sukkot. And I'm thinking, because in our, in our schedule, we'll be giving two weeks for Sukkot. So I'm thinking maybe I'll do a week for Sukkot. And then on that week before, I may start during during Sukkot, during Tabernacle, start on Bereshit because Bereshit is a really big uh, Torah portion. And if I don't start it early, I think <laughs> come come the Sabbath, I'll either be leaving bits out or it'll be a five to six hour study. And I know nobody wants that. Um, I know Catherine won't want it. Um, so, yeah, so, so that's what we're going for. I think we're going to be – so we've got this week, next week, and then that's the Torah portion's over. We'll be looking at Yom Kippurim, and then we'll be looking at the week after Sukkot. And then the week after during Sukkot, I may be beginning looking at Bereshit, because like I said, it's just so full. Um, so yeah, so that's it. So today, has, has he knew? Has he knew? And like we said, it's just the one um, one chapter in Deuteronomy. It's 31 to 52. So we'll be looking at that. And and you looked at these um, on Sunday on Yom 1. You looked at the half Torah, which was Second Samuel, and that song which we see from David, like a psalm, wasn't it? And um, it was wonderful. And in and you looked at Yehokanan as well and John. So really is uh, going to be, I think, hopefully today will be a blessing to you. There's a lot to get through. So we have the Song of Moshe, and many of you may know the Song of Moshe from Exodus 15. And this is the second Song of Moshe. And it's, it's sung at the end of his lifetime in the wilderness before about to go in the promised land. So I have it broken down. I've seen people do it online where they, they broke it down into sections. Um, so I've got it down here in, into six parts. So part one, we have verses one to six, which is an introduction. And we see the name of Yahweh declared. Part two, seven to 14, we see Yah's kindness to Yasharel. Verses 15 to 18, Moshe prophesizes that Yashara will sin and rebel against Yah. And that's a theme that we've seen throughout this whole book of Deuteronomy. Um, to be honest, it's been surprising to me again going through it, seeing how many times it's actually mentioned how they will 
turn away from your um we see it many times mentioned in then part four we have verse 19 to 25 future punishment so we'll be looking at that part five verses 26 to 39 justice and mercy and i know uh, a brother reached out to us this week and i know many people believe that actually verses 29 to 35 are actually um prophetic of the final seven years do you know that you know so many people say we have seven years of plenty and then we'll have seven years of of of, of lack and uh those seven years of the tribulation some people believe i'm not saying i i i spy i i agree with them or disagree with them i'm just telling you what many people say uh, and they some people believe that verses 29 to 35 reflect that so we'll have a look at that uh, and then part six the last parts of it well uh, verses 36 to 43 and comfort for yashiran it's always wonderful when we talk about all this this punishment this judgment and that's coming but you always end with that comfort for us that promise for us so that's really something wonderful to look forward to so let me get on this now and get to our next slide so the name for this torah portion it comes from the first word in chapter 32 and it means to give ear or listen and it comes from the word which is h238 hazan and here we look at this it says to broaden out the ears um by implication to listen to perceive by the ear so we see there so it's about listening it's really about paying attention and listening so Moshe is going to sing to all the people and this song is to be a witness to the people and to be used to teach Yasharel and their children we mentioned that last week how this was going to be a witness we looked at how the the we had the physical written witness in the Torah and we had this more of a spiritual unwritten witness in this song to be passed down through the generations we see that double witness which we mentioned last week and we have many examples of uh, just briefly go through this but we have many examples of uh, songs throughout scripture so we see as mentioned before that red sea crossing crossing moshe's first song in exodus 15 uh, following the bronze serpent yahweh gave the people water and they sang we see that in numbers 21 here we have the, the second song of Moshe in Deuteronomy 32. Deborah and Barak sing following Yahweh delivering their enemies in Judges 5. And following Yahweh giving Hannah a son, we see her praise Yah. That's in 1 Samuel 2. Towards the end of his life, um, which is what James looked at last week, King David sings a song to Yah. That's in 2 Samuel 22. Uh, King Solomon or Shaloma wrote the songs of Solomon. We see that when new Yerushalayim comes, we'll sing. We see that in Yeshayahu or Isaiah 26, 1, 30, 29 and 42, 10. In Revelation, we read of a new song being sung that no one knows. We read that in Revelation 5, 9 and 14, 3. And in Revelation, we read that uh, we will sing the song of Moshe, the song of the Lamb. And that's in 15, 3. So sometimes I think some people have actually... Um, link these to that so this 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 song to that song so it's, it's quite possible and uh, we sing to yah to praise so we sing to yah to praise him to thank him when we are delivered when yah has performed miracles to teach and prophetically we'll be singing to yah when we are with yah again so we see how important the song is and i know in my life when shabbat shalom nina it's good to have you with us 
I know in my life, and I think we mentioned it last night with uh, with Yom Teruwa, that that Teruwa, that joyful, loud noise, that when I'm having times where I may be coming under attack, you you stick some worship music on, you start praising y'all, you stick some psalms on, it really does help remove that. And I know Catherine talked about this this battle against frequencies and how this joyful noise, these frequencies of yours can help get rid of those spiritual enemies. So that's, I think that's quite important. We see the importance here of a song. Even using your shofar to blast that out, you know, I think that's a very helpful as well if you're under that those attacks. Yeah, I certainly, I certainly think it is as well. If you feel like there's some oppression or something in your home, um, plaguing or affecting you, then that really is um is really good to use so i find it interesting that it mentions uh hazana is to give ear to be listening and you know as we're coming up on yom teruah trumpets you know are we to be listening for that trumpet i thought that Mm. was a neat connection no that is a good connection isn't it because we we've seen in in um we talk about the return of yahusha with the with the trumpet you know the Thessalonians 4, it talks about it. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, I think it talks about it. it. talks about that return at the sound of the shofar, the trumpet. And like I say, we need to be listening, being paying attention, be, being ready for it. No, it's a great connection, that. So we see here, like we, we're trying to do with all of them, we break it down. So we have that hay, which is that man with the raised arms. And hopefully through doing this, you'll, help, you'll all be able to help... Um, do it yourselves as well and, and break things down and, and get a better understanding of it. Because as I know you and Lee have mentioned many times is that we're here to try help you. So you give you the tools as well to be able to do what we do and in your own studies, help yourselves. So we have that hey, which is uh, behold to reveal to see breath or ruach. Uh, the Aleph, which is ox, the leader strength or Yahweh. Uh, Zion is that plow, the food cut weapon or nourish and yeah hallelujah james yeah it was a great connection there yeah we all need yeah to learn to lose the show far we spoke about that last night and uh shabbat shalom sue it's lovely to have you with us yeah just um remember the uh the the squeaky noise you need to do you know, blowing a raspberry might help you thoroughly <laughs> um we'll try and try get some videos to you maybe to help you learn and practice so it's such an important uh spiritual weapon as james said uh, so the yod is that arm, hand, work or deed or worship or praise. We have the nun, which is the seed, life, continue, air or sun. We have the vav, which is to add, secure the nail and the peg. So through this song, we will behold Yahweh. Behold, Yahweh will nourish us with his right arm, his son who came and secured us. Before. That was quite nice seeing that again, that picture of Yahusha there who comes we are nourished by yahusha and we are secured also wet through listening to yah we reveal the strength that that food of worship has and how we become heirs secured to him and really we, we speak about that spiritual food that we receive you know yahusha talks about him being the bread of life you know the, that food that we are to live by. So we, we can see that there and we get it through worship as well. And through that worship, we are secured. So again, get some uh, great pictures through these this word. 
So we have been adding a bunch of really great resources to our website. If you are interested in learning the Hebrew, the pictographs, there's a lot of great documents on there uh, to help you learn and study for those. Yeah, you can just uh, download them or you can uh, print them off for yourself. Yeah, they're, they're great. So that's on uh, heartofthetribes.org. So, yeah, so check that out. And um, like James said, there's some great resources on there for you to help because, um, you know, it's handy to then have have a printout maybe that you have in your Bible or having it downloaded on your phone or your laptop. It really is. It's so helpful. So here we go. Part one, the introduction, declaring Yahweh's name. So, so Deuteronomy 32, one to six. So give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass, because I will publish the name of Yahweh. Ascribe you greatness unto our Elohim. He is the rock. His work is perfect for all the ways are judgment and L of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. Do you thus requite Yahweh, O foolish people and unwise? Is not he your father that has brought you? Has he not made you and established you? And what I'm going to do for each of these parts is just have each part laid out like that on the first slide so we can really read it all uh, all together and get a clear picture of it all and then break it down. But yeah, it's so wonderful, um, some of the things in this. So we start with verse 1, and we see how Moshe is calling for all the heavens and earth to stop and pay attention. We see that he's calling on all of Yah's creation to listen and pay attention. We see the heavens and the earth called into attention here and this is because we will see in verse 3 how he will declare the name of Yahweh and we just see that importance of the name of Yahweh so it's so important that we listen and pay attention to the message that Yah has for us whether it's loud or quiet and we've spoke a lot about that small quiet voice sometimes we have to listen to and as James said how important it is to be listening out for that shofar for, for that return making sure we are ready so Moshe tells us to listen to the words. This is H561, Amar. And it's spelt the same, though, as Amar, which is H559, which is the word used for Elohim, well, word used for when it says Elohim said in the creation. So we see that. We see when we look at Genesis 1, we look at creation, and when it says Elohim said, that word said is this Amar, so it's that word. And we know that Yahushua is the word that was used in creation of all. We see that in John 1, 1 to 3. Therefore, I believe we're seeing a picture here of Yahushua here in this word. And we'll see many pictures of Yahushua, but we can see Yahushua there in this first verse. So verse 2, my doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall still as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb and as the showers upon the grass. So Yahweh's doctrine here is being compared to rain. And we all know that rain or water is essential for all forms of life. And Yah's word is essential for our life. Philippians 2.16, holding forth the word of life. As we spoke about as well, uh, when we're told that we will not live off bread alone, but the word of Yah, we, that's what we, we gives us life. 
and sustains us. So we see it compared to rain, as rain comes from heaven, and Yah's doctrine came from heaven. You know, it, it was given to Moshe from Yah. Also, the dew comes from the ground. We, we know the dew rises from the ground to water, and uh, comes from the earth. And we see Yahusha, he came and dwelt on the earth, as well being sent from heaven. And he was made like man was from the dust. Yahusha was in the form of a man. So again, we can see again pictures of Yahusha here in, in the rain and the dew. We can see him. And showers upon the grass. So throughout scripture as well, man is likened as grass. One example is Psalm 103, 15. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. So we see how this 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 word, Yah's word, his this water, you know, Yahusha speaks of it. You know, drink of the water that I give. Um, that is what we need to, to really nourish us. And we are this, this grass, these tender herbs. Yeah, I have a verse from Psalms also that goes with verse 2. Yeah. In Psalm 72, verse 6, he shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. And I actually had never noticed this in verse 7. I just found it interesting. It says, in his days shall the righteous flourish an abundance of peace so long as the moon endures. Almost like that's a warning or a hint of times to come, possibly. I never really mm. picked up on that until reading it this morning. I thought that was very interesting that it mentions the possible endurance of the moon being there yeah. or not. No, that is really interesting. It really is. And yeah, Machia, hallelujah. Yahusha is the word. He certainly is, brother. He is that word. No, some great verses there, James. Thank you, brother. So we're on verse, verse three now. Uh, because I will publish the name of Yahweh, ascribe ye greatness unto our Elohim. So the word for publish here is kara. It's H7121. And that means proclaim, to cry out, and to utter with a loud voice. To really, you know, it's not, it's really, you know, loud really publishing it really making sure everybody hears i can just imagine moshe really at the top of his lungs shouting out this song here to all the people so everybody can hear so the reason why he called all the world to stand still as we mentioned before is because he's proclaiming the name of yahweh and we know that there is power in the name of yah and we should always give glory to it some psalms here about the name we have psalm 29 1 and 2 Give unto Yahweh, O you mighty. Give unto Yahweh glory and strength. Give unto Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Worship Yahweh in the beauty of holiness. We see out there the glory due unto his name. And if you're not going to say the name, if you're not going to proclaim the name as Moshe is here, how can you give it its glory? How really can you give it its glory? It's, it's a powerful, powerful verse there. Um, Psalm 105, 1 to 3. I'll give thanks unto Yahweh, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people, sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, talk ye of all his wondrous works, give ye his, his holy name, let the heart of them rejoice that seek Yah. So we just see how we are to give credit and glory to Yah's name. 
as all things are done through his greatness. Jeremiah 10, 6. For as much as there is none like unto you, O Yahweh, you are great and your name is great in mine. And uh, I agree with Lee here. So interesting that to find that in the Psalms, James. It certainly is. The Psalms are so amazing how many things we can find in there. Um, it really is. Really is interesting that you to find that. So we see here how powerful, how important the name of Yah is and how we should be giving it glory, um, giving it the greatness that he is due. Now, here we go. We're going to see Yahushua again now in this. He is the rock. His work is perfect and his ways are judgment. An L of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. So we see this first reference to the rock which is also what we see David wrote about in Psalms also. Psalm 18.2, Yahweh is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my El, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my Yeshua and my high tower. So we see many times we'll see Yahweh uh, spoke of as a rock as well. We'll see it with Yahusha. Um, yeah. That was actually even in the half Torah portion in Second Samuel that yeah. almost exact verse yeah yeah I, I was thinking that when you were going through it the um like you said as well it could it could have been a psalm itself that from second mm -hmm. samuel it was just so wonderful and you see many of the things he spoke about in there in all the psalms um but yeah this whole concept here of being that rock it really is powerful you like say you've seen it with in the in that half torah as well and yes, Michael, hallelujah, exalting Yahweh. And that's what we really need to be doing. We need to be making sure we are exalting him above all things and that his name is where it rightfully should be. And we see that, speaking now back up, back up the rock, Yahushua is the rock as well. We see in 1 Corinthians 10, 4. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of the spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Mashiach. So we see that there. Uh, obviously referring to the time when they, they drank from the rock in the wilderness. And we see here this connection to Yahushua and the rock and that water that came from the rock and the water that came from Yahushua. Again, we can see this linking as well to that first verse when it's talking about the rain and the dew. So it's wonderful. And Yahushua's work was perfect. He lived a life about he lived a life perfect in Torah with no iniquity found in him. First Peter 3 to 22 says, Who did no sin? Neither was guile found in his mouth, 1 John 3, 5. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. So we can see Yahushua here, how he is perfect as well. And he walked that Torah perfectly and did no wrong. Shabbat Shalom, door of Yahweh. It's good to have you with us. It certainly is. John says, 2 Samuel seven thirteen. he shall build. A house for my name and i will establish the throne of his kingdom forever hallelujah and it's just i just don't know how anybody can deny the importance of the name and people want to cover it up and i'm not having a dig or a, anybody but i'm just reading scripture here i know when me and my wife went through and searched it we had over a hundred verses we had to stop we had so many verses which talk about glorifying the name publishing the name praising the name singing to the name declaring the name and it's so important like you just said there a house for his name 
if you're not going to say the name, it just, I just, yeah, it's just so, uh, his name's so wonderful, it's so beautiful. Yeah, so, okay, I'll, I'll go off. Go think back. how many people don't use the name so they're not held accountable. You know, that's their thought process. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's sad. It, it really is, isn't it? Um, it really is. It's so beautiful, and um, we really need to be just making sure people know it. Uh, and we know there's power people. in the name, so why wouldn't you want to proclaim it? Yeah, it, it, like you said, it's uh, people are maybe scared to, you know, they may not hold themselves as accountable by not using the name. There may be, like say, reasons like that that go along with it, because um, we don't see it in Scripture. Uh, me and my wife were talking last night, and you, you, you find you see in scripture obviously it says not using the names of other Elohims in uh you know not using their names not having their name in your mouth but nowhere does it say not to have Yahweh's name in your mouth it, it says the complete opposite so it's yeah it's it's confusing sometimes and um just it's just another example of truth being hidden another example of man's doctrines taking over yours doctrines and like you said it's sad uh, but hopefully we pray for people to just come to the truth. Like John's name says, turn back to truth. We just pray for everybody to be able to turn back to the truth. So, oh, and here we go. Yahweh is of truth. <laughs> Didn't realize I had that there. There is no lie found in him. And we see that truth comes from Yahushua. So Psalms 146, 6 says, which made heaven and earth, the sea and all that therein, which God's truth forever. John 1:17 for the law was given through Moshe, grace and truth came by Yahushua HaMashiach. We see that truth there, how porn it is. So we have the word he is just, and just is Sadiq, which means just, lawful or righteous. And the word for he is right that we see in this verse, right is Yashar. And Yashar, as we spoke about, means straight, it's upright, correct, right. We also have straightforward, correct. We have uprightness, righteousness. We, we, that's where we get Yasharel, Yasharel, the upright of El. That's where he wants his people to be. He wants his people to be upright. And we can see Yahushua and his people here. He wants us to walk in his ways, righteous and upright. It's what he, he wants from us. We can see it here. Jen says, I just wore my T-shirt with Yahushua's name on it yesterday at work. Amen, sister. You go and you, you proclaim that name. Amazing. That's wonderful. Laura Lee says, I think it is a par paradigm shift and process to cross over, so to speak. The title of God is so ingrained in most people. It certainly is. It certainly is. And uh, Euphrasia says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. They certainly do. And um, yeah, with what Laura Lee's saying as well is we are, we, we become accustomed to it growing up. When, when you hear God, you obviously think of the God of, uh, from the Bible. You, you, that's, that's where you, uh, everybody's thoughts go to. However, all these other deities, all these other idols have a name and, and it's, it's hard to really, you, 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 it's ingrained in you. Like you said, that you believe that that is his name. Well, no, that's a title and they're all gods. Well, you have capital God or you have a lowercase God, like Elves and Elohim, uh, Elohims, and with that uppercase or that lowercase e. But it just becomes ingrained. So it's just this, this, uh, these lies which become truth. 
which we grow up with and we we take for granted in a sense and we just believe it we take it for face value and you don't believe there is a name there and uh, there is and it's important it really is yeah, what a great conversation starter too to you know wear a shirt that proclaims his name you know whether somebody is inclined to ask what that is because most people don't have that knowledge or they go and research it themselves you know what a great way to pronounce his name and be bold for him in public like we're supposed yeah. to not hide not hide our light under a bushel but on the top of the hill yeah like i said that's a great conversation start and it's just just to be able to walk around with that name on you it's it's powerful it is powerful so verse five they have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. So as we spoke of many times, people at heart are full of sin. And um, I hold myself in this. We are, we are, you know, by Adam, sin entered the world. And it is an ongoing battle that we have with ourselves to not sin. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, that all have sinned it's on everybody we see it we see sin on everybody we see the, this corruptness that we have we have been corrupted through the fall through the fall we've all been corrupted and it's not some people when you try and tell them um whether it's family members friends anybody that is living what we can consider an abomination when you try and tell them that they don't listen to it when you say we are you know we've all sinned we're all sinners and they don't hear they don't hear it um we know, though, we know, and that's the reason why Yahushua came for us, to, to save us from that. Um, and it's, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to understand, it's hard to hard to take in, but we are all, all corrupt, in a sense. We've all corrupted ourselves. So Yasharel sinned while with Moshe in the wilderness, and we continue to sin afterwards. We see Isaiah 1, 4, a sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corrupt as... They have forsaken Yahweh. They have provoked the Holy One of Yashorel into anger. They have gone away backward. We see that Isaiah obviously was a time after, a considerable time after Moshe. So we see how it continued. It was ongoing. And this corrupt is a word I've looked at before. So I'll just have it briefly on it. It is Shachath, H7843. And it means to destroy, to corrupt, to go to ruin or decay. And we see it used many times in Genesis 6. When it's talking about Noah and the flood, and it's talking about the, how they corrupted themselves and how he would destroy the destroy the earth, it's the same word for corrupt and destroy. And when we look at it, it's a shin, chet, and a tav. So the destruction that comes when we separate ourselves from the covenant. So that's what happens when we we separate ourselves from the covenant. We are give open ourselves up to that destruction. Um. So it's just an I like that word. Um, I think it's got so much in there, and it really is powerful. So I just wanted to share that. So I had a few comments. So I just try to put them up. So so much truth. John says Hosea two sixteen, and it shall be in that day says Yahweh that you shall call me Ishi, and shall call me no more Baali. I love that verse. For I will take away the names of Baalim out of your mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by. Their name amen brother and it really brings to to mind that when yahushua says you'll say adonai adonai did we not do things in your name it really brings 
brings that to mind as well, those verses. So, yeah, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, Lee says, I sin daily and thank you for his patience and long-suffering for me. Yahushua took away our death sentence. He certainly did. He certainly did. Um, and we are so, so blessed to have Yahushua for us. And, and many people, yeah, agreeing with your your uh, your verse there, John. A lot of people there really agreeing with it. A great verse to bring up. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I, I love this fellowship. I love this, how everybody brings all the comments. It really is wonderful. You know, breaking the commandments is what puts those spots on our garments, that that yeah. white linen that Yahushua gives us by washing us of our sins. Amen, brother. Yeah, I never even thought of putting that in, but, you know, with Zechariah 3, where it talks about those filthy garments, taking them away and put a new robe on him. Uh, when you think about Revelation, where we're getting those clean robes washed in the blood of the Lamb. Amen, yeah. Wish I should have put those in there. Some great connections there as well. I I missed over that, but thank you, brother. It really is. It really is though that spot, that spot that we have on our on our garments, washed in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, Amen. Mm -hmm. Isaiah one is I think it's one eighteen. Though our sins were as scarlet, they'll be whiter than snow. That's uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, verse six: Do you thus requite Yahweh, O foolish people and unwise? Is not He your Father that brought you? He has made you and established you. So the people have forgotten what Yahuwah has done. We see that throughout history. Judges is a great example of that. Uh, through kings, we, we see how the people, after a generation or two, would forget what Yah did and they would backslide. They would sin. You know, they'd need a new judge to come then and get them back on the right path or a new king. We see at Hezekiah's time how they would, he had to destroy everything, but then his son would then be wicked. It was just a continual process. So they must remember and return. And I'll admit it, I didn't know what requite meant. So I, I had to search up online, but it talks about returning with a purpose, I believe. So the people need to return to Yah with that purpose. They really do. Psalm 100, verse 3. Know ye that Yahweh, he is Elohim. Is he that has made us and not we ourselves? We are his people as the sheep of his pasture. We need to remember that, that we were created by Yah. We weren't created some random events. Um, we weren't made from nothing. Yah created us from the dust, from his ruach. He created us. And that's what we need to remember. We have a lot of people these days thinking that they get things done by themselves. They're foolish. They're unwise. And they reject Yah. We need to make sure that we are not as these verses are mentioned before as well, we need to give him the glory and uh, we need to thank him for everything he does. Yahweh is our heavenly father and through Yahushua, we are all his children of Yahweh. So even though I, I believe that we are all the tribes scattered abroad, I, I believe that the tribes are all over and there's no way to say who isn't and who is. I believe that probably we all have uh, a remnant of the tribes in us. However, even if not, even if we don't, even if the tribes do not reach the four corners of the world, we are still his children for Yahushua. Galatians 3.26 says, For you are all the children of Elohim by faith in Mashiach Yahushua. So we see that when we see these verses, they are for all of us that believe. We are all his children. Remember, Yah created every person and Yah doesn't, hate the sinner he hates the sin and he wants everybody to turn back to him 
and repent. So now that's the first part of this uh, song. So part two, Yah's kindness to Yasharel. So we'll read this. It's a bit longer. So we have remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father and he will show you your elders and they will teach you. When El Elyon divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of men, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Yasharel. For Yahweh's portion is his people. Yaakov is the lot of his inheritance. He found him in a desert land and in a waste howling wilderness. He led him about he instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirrups the nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them on her wings. So Yahweh alone did lead him, and there was no strange L with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. Butter of kine and milk of sheep with fat of lambs and rams of the breed of Basham and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And you did drink the pure blood of the grape. So now we'll go start breaking this down. So we start with verse seven. So we see that it is the duty of our parents and the elders to teach the children and remind them of the works of Yahweh and how he delivered the people and he made that covenant with Abraham. We, we've spoke about it a lot, how it is important that parents do set that example and do pass on the knowledge to their children. Exodus 13, 14. And it shall be when your, when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? Then you shall say to him, by strength of hand, Yahweh brought us out of Mitzrayim from the house of bondage we see importance there and making it know that it's you that brought them out of bondage proverbs 22 6 train up a child in the way he should go when he is old he will not depart from it and ephesians 6 4 and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of yahweh so we see how important it is that we as parents really set that example we, we put that truth forward for our children so that they know the ways of Yah, they know the ways they should be walking. Uh, it's really important, especially we see it in the world that we are living in today. It's um, it's difficult, especially if people have children in school. I know me and my wife are, are blessed that we, we don't, fortunately. But if you have your children in these, these schools, the indoctrination camps, as we like to call them, it really does make it more difficult to do this but that's why it's so important that we do make sure that we um we do raise up our children in that and it's difficult as well because we have inherited lives and our parents are inherited lives so if our parents were, weren't brought up in truth and, and we haven't been brought up in truth then it makes it difficult then to bring our children up in truth but we it's so important that we do so verse eight when El Elyon divided the nations, their inheritance, when he separated the sons of men, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Yashorel. So we see here, this is clearly talking about uh, the Tower of Babel and how Yah dispersed, well, that's what I believe anyway, Yah dispersed the people. And we see that in Genesis 11. Yeah, I just think it's talking there about that time when Yah dispersed the people. Verse 9, for Yahweh's portion is his people. 
Yahovah is the lot of his inheritance. So Yahweh chose Yaakov as his people. See Psalm 135.4. For Yahweh has chosen Yaakov unto himself and Yasharel for his peculiar treasure. And just on this point, I think it's important to, to see this, that it says that Yahweh chose Yaakov. And I don't like when we get into Genesis and we get into uh, talking about Esau and Yaakov and, and what happened there. I really don't like how Yaakov's betrayed, in my opinion. I really don't. I don't like it how, um, you know, commentaries and programs and everything perceives Yaakov as the bad guy in the story. But if you look when they're born, um, when they're, when they're in the womb, it's Yah says the young, the, the older will serve the younger. It says it there in the when before they're born. Um, Esau goes to Yaakov and he he doesn't care about his birthright. He doesn't care about his birthright. Also, um, when he when uh, Yaakov goes to his father, it's not his his will. It's not his idea. It was his mother's. It was his mother's idea to do it. Um, I think actually. I think Jubilees, Jubilees or Jasher, I think expands on it. I think actually Abraham might even have a say in it. We read in Jubilees how Abraham died in Yahoo's bosom, showing that how much he loved him. So I read, I just, just mentioned Yaakov. I don't like the, the stick he gets, um, uh, maybe a bit too passionate about it, but I feel like uh, he gets a lot of stick. But it, it says that yeah, Yah chose Yaakov. Yah chose Yaakov, and we see that there. Um, we're told that all those that choose to the light, so anybody that, as we mentioned before, that may not be, um, I know a lot of people like to have talk about having certain type of blood to be considered yours children, to be, be considered um, as the people of yours inheritance, to, to, to be considered as those that are to keep the Torah. However, here we read in Isaiah 56, 6 and 7, and this is something I love that... Isaiah 56 is a wonderful chapter. It's only small, but it is a wonderful chapter. So I recommend everybody having a read of it later. It says, And the sons of the strangers that join themselves to Yahweh to serve him and to love the name of Yahweh, to be his servants, everyone that guards the Sabbath, the Sabbath from polluting it, takes hold of my covenant, even them will I bring into my holy mountain. So we see how we are all that inheritance. If we choose... If we choose to to walk in Yah's ways, if we choose to to love His name, to love His Sabbath, and not pollute any of it, then we are His children. We are that inheritance, that peculiar treasure. Yeah, I found it interesting in verse eight. There's some translations that don't use children of Yasharel, but no. instead use children of Elohim or children or angels of Elohim. Oh, like the uh, of course, you mentioned the the 70 nations that were separated at Babel. Uh, I know in the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Septuagint, it does refer to them as angels of Elohim rather than Yasharel. So I just found that interesting. No, that is that is really interesting. And with that, um, I say the use of the angels as well. I believe some people like to say that when they, they were dispersed into these 70s nations, they all had their own idol that they worshipped. Um, and I believe that that is sort of reflected in 
to cope with the the 70 bulls that are are slain over the period the whole time period i think i believe it represents that the nations and their false idols that they have no that's interesting it's interesting how you see the different translations and um i didn't come across that so thank you for bringing that to our attention what so that was in the septuagint did you say yeah septuagint and also the dead sea scrolls it brings to mind um genesis 6 doesn't it the sons of elohim yeah. it brings to mind that especially as well hmm yeah, very interesting yeah seven to look into later oh, very interesting so the uh laurie says it's not our it's not about our blood it's about amen what a great comment there yeah it's not about our blood it's about the blood of the lamb the blood of yahushua amen yeah right on absolutely and we know Correct. that he will sanctify the people that guard the shabbat you know that's a sign and a mark between mm -hmm. those it certainly is yeah it's so important this the sabbath isn't it and um i think some people have to say oh i can i can as long as i'm having that day rest it doesn't matter what day it is and and they they they, they change they have a sabbath on a tuesday or a monday or whenever suits them because of work but it's it's so important that we are able to put your first um on this day it is his day that he set apart at creation say that mark for his his children it's it's so important it really is it definitely does matter Michael. Michael says Isaiah 41 8 and 9 but you Yisrael are my servant Yahov whom I have chosen the descendants of Abraham who loved me amen brother amen amen yeah you you chose Yahov he chose us and it's so wonderful yeah the principles yeah regarding that um verse 8 that James was mentioning those, those sons of Elohim, as it says in other translations. Yeah, that's what we're, we're talking about. Maybe it is the principalities that rule over them there, um, idols or or fallen angels, fallen watchers that reside possibly over each each nation. Um, we see the 70 nations. We see the 70 in, um, in Genesis 10 as well, when, it, when you list all the descendants of Noah's three sons, it comes to 70 so we see the 70 nations there and how they're split into 70 and i think it's quite interesting this 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 uh this link between the 70 between as you say there the principalities and and it's supported by that verse that james said i think that's uh incredible it really is so here we go verse 10 he found him in a desert land and in a waste howling wilderness he led him about he instructed him he kept him as the apple of his eye so yahweh brought us from wilderness of the world our darkness to lead us instruct us and to keep us ezekiel 20 verse 34 to 36 and i'll bring you out from the people and i will gather you out of the countries wherein you are scattered with a mighty hand and with an outstretched with a stretched out arm and with fury poured out and i'll bring you into the wilderness of the people and there will i plead with you face to face 
Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Mitzrayim, so I plead with you, said Adonai Yahweh. How wonderful is that? It's all about your pleading with us. It's showing his mercy, how much he loves us. He, he's pleading with us to turn to him. Um, it's just so wonderful. So if we believe in Yahushua and follow in Yah's ways, then we will be his people, that precious people, as mentioned here, that apple of his eye. We have some... So this waste howling wilderness, just wanted to have a brief look at because I just thought it was a bit interesting. Um, so Yah has called us, he's redeemed us from the wilderness of sin, which results in death. The waste, the word for waste is H8414, it's tohu. And it says um, unused root, meaning to lie waste, a desolation, uh, a worthless thing, advertly in vain, confusion, empty place without form, nothing, nor vain vanity waste or wilderness so when we are in sin we are in that worthless thing that emptiness we're in that wilderness of nothing that just leads to death and what i've just found quite interesting when i was reading through this it just brought to mind this word for howling which is yellow you see howling howl and it's we can see it linked to that word that's used for lucifer in isaiah or yeshiyahu 14. so in in for in Isaiah 14, the word for Lucifer is H1966, but it's Hel Hela. But it's it's a set if we look at it, it's that Yod Lamed Lamed just with a hey in front of it. Uh, and talking about Lucifer. So I believe there that we can again see a bit of link here to Hastatan. Yah has called us from that worthless place of sin, this howling place, this wilderness, which is the place of Hastatan. Um this howling is, is we see that same link there. The only difference is we have that hay on the on the front. And what's the hay? The hay is that window, it's to see, to behold. Um so beholding the howling one, beholding Lucifer in a sense, beholding Hathatan. And we see it in this wilderness, this place of sin. So we see how Yah is calling us out of this wilderness, this place of sin, this place of this desolation, destruction of a Hathatan. Um what I was an interesting maybe little link there. So verse 11, as an eagle stirs up her nest, flutters over her young, spreads abroad her wings, takes them, bears them on her wings. Um, so I just want to put this up because I've just... Okay, I'll put this up, but I do not... Whom I have stretched from the ends of the earth and called from the furthest part and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and I have not rejected you. Amen, brother, yeah. No, it's just so wonderful how no matter where we are in the world, Yah has chosen us and he's not rejected us. That's just wonderful. Thank you for, for putting that in as well. Go on with your previous verses. So Yah did and will deliver us again. And when he does... We, we read many verses where it's described as on eagles' wings. Exodus 19, 4 says, You have seen what I have done in Mitzrayim, how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you unto myself. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they that wait upon Yahweh shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles and shall run and not be weary and shall walk and not be faint. And Revelation 12, 14 and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly in the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time, time and half a time, 
on the face of the serpent. So I just think it's quite interesting that we see this use of eagle's wings, especially when it's talking about Yah delivering his people. So there's two words here. I know my wife Catherine spoke about uh, these words on a mercy port forth a while ago. So we see two words used in this verse. And the first is the one which is used in relation to, to wearing zizit, and that's kana. It means wing, extremity, edge, winged border, corner, or skirt. And we see that linked when it, it talks about wearing zizit on the edge of your border, I believe it is. Now, the other word is ebra, and that says a pinion, a wing, a bird, ostrich, eagle, dove of your metaphorically. So when we look at this word, you know, we see we've got an aleph there, we got that bait, we got a resh, and we got a hay. So we see how Yah brings us into the dwelling through Yahusha and the Ruach. And when we're looking at these verses and how Yah is delivering his people, thought that was just quite a, a lovely picture there, how we see it. it it's through Yahusha and the Ruach that Yah brings us. You need to remember it's not through anything that we do. It's, it's, it's through Yahusha's death and through th the Ruach revealing truth to us. He's no, the, I, I, the I, gate or the doorway to the Father. He certainly is. He certainly is. And um, I know that I, when I, I pray, I do ask for the strength to be able to keep his his commandments to make sure I'm walking in the Ruach and, and not in my flesh. Because I know if I try and lean on myself, I will stumble and fall. And it's all by him that we're able to do anything. So large birds would carry, protect, guide their young. And this is what Yard does for us. So I'm not saying that this next thing is true because it says it's folklore. But folklore tells us that eagles would push their young out of the nest to teach them how to fly uh, before they believed that they were ready themselves. And they, they would catch them if they could not fly and stop them from being hurt. Now, I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying it's folklore. Um, and it's it's beautiful if it is true, but it might not be true. So I don't want um, I don't need anyone correcting me saying that that's just a, a myth. Um, it, I put it's folklore. I'm not sure, but it's it's just a beautiful picture there, because I know I can speak for yourself here, James, and myself, and Catherine and Lee. But Yah sometimes pushes us to do things that we do not feel we can do. You know, he re removes us from our comfort zone, but he gives us the strength to do it, and he knows. Uh, as better than we do and what we are capable of. You know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in El Yahweh with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And I know I definitely, if you would have told me five, six, seven months ago, I'd be on YouTube uh, with, with my wife on a Friday and, and doing a Sabbath uh, Torah portion, I would have told you you were crazy and there's no chance. Um if you would have told us, told me and my family a few years ago, that would be on YouTube singing as a family as well. I'm sure we would have all said no chance, but but Yah knows what we can do. Yah knows what we are to do, and he he pushes us sometimes um, to do things. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, me and my wife, we were comfortable sitting on the couch watching YouTube. You know, now we're it's or it's reverse, and we're on here. Uh, but Yah doesn't want us to be comfortable. You know, when he pushes us out of our comfort zone, then we have two choices. But we can rely on Yah and have faith in him and he will direct our paths. 
Absolutely, yeah, brother. Absolutely. He doesn't want us to be comfortable because that's when sometimes you backslide, you fall back. You need to always be pushing yourselves. Uh, Shabbat Shalom, Jennifer. It's great to be with us, sister. Thank you very much for joining us. Hope you're having a blessed day. What a day. great way to overcome your fears. You know, stepping outside that comfort zone allows you to conquer a lot of struggles that you may have faced in the past. Yeah. You know, we, we tell ourselves we can't do these things. And we have that fear take over us. Yeah, Yahweh leads and we follow. We have that fear take over us. And I always, you know, we're told to fear Yah. We're told to have that reverence for Yah and not fear anything else. And I always find it interesting in Revelation 20 or 21 when it's talking about those getting thrown into pit. We see that fearful there with the unbelievers. You know, when we, we let that fear overcome us, it can lead to all these other sins, I believe. Um we need to we need to take hold of that really. Like it was it Second Timothy one seven says we have not been given a ruach of fear, but of of strength and I'm not sure what the rest is, but someone can put it up. But yeah, we we Yah doesn't want us to be afraid of anything. Um we should be able to overcome it. Like the Robert truth, spoke um, on Sunday about doubt, you know. When yes. we have doubt we're, we're saying to our, to Yah that he can't do this. You know, all things are possible through him. So why would we doubt the master, the maker? Yeah, that's definitely so that uh, Catherine says a lot to me, <laughs> to not doubt and to just trust always. Uh, and that verse I just read from Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, that's something that Catherine tells me a lot, tells me to remember, yeah. hold it to heart, because, um, yeah, what Robert said as well, when we doubt, we're saying that what Yah Yah's will isn't good enough. I'm not trusting and having that faith in Yah. Yeah, the verse um, in Proverbs has helped me get through many difficult times, you know, when I want to understand why this happened or prove this or that. It's it's not for me to know. It's just to know that Yah has a plan for me and to trust in Him. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, so Laura Lee said, I've never ever thought I'd be doing a radio show. I told Yah I did not want to do a video when others were suggesting doing YouTube. Y'all had a far different plan than I did. I am not comfortable doing video for real. Radio was enough of a challenge. Well, you do great. Uh, enjoy watching your video, so so keep it up. Y'all knows the best. You know Y'all knows best. Daniel said as well that the truth does not have an earthly comfort zone. We have amen there. Um, and Lee says, praise Y'all. You are... Praise Yah, you are, Laura Lee. I thank Yahweh for each person bringing his word. He gives us each a part of the word together. We tell us his story. Amen. And I love the word history now because it is his story. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Catherine, Catherine showed me that. I can't take credit for that, Catherine. Um, I'm not going to take credit, but yeah, Catherine, Catherine told me that. So, Shabbat Shalom, Alan. It's good to have you with us, brother. Good to have you with us. Hope you're having a everybody that's just joined us. I really hope you're having a blessed day. Um, and if it's the end of the day, I thank you for joining me. If it's the beginning of the day, thank you. And I just hope you have a wonderful day. Um, this day is just it's beautiful. It's that best day of the week. So, hallelujah. So Deuteronomy thirty-two twelve. So Yahweh alone did lead him, and there was no strange L with him. So unlike other religions and beliefs, that there is multiple deities. The truth is there is only one Elohim. We see this in, in Indian, we see it in Greek, we see it in Roman, we see it in so many other 
of these uh, religions, how they have multiple obviously Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, they have all these different deities that did certain things in creation. They have different deities that did all different parts of creation. However, there is only one Elohim. And Isaiah 43, 11 and 12 says, I, even I am Yahweh, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared, I have saved, and I have showed, and there was no strange Elohim among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, says Yahweh, that I am El. So it's very important that Laurie says, ah, oh, and it is his story and us, his children. Isn't that so lovely that we can share how he brought us out of darkness to walk in his glorious light of his truth. Amen. And I, many of us have had that path of darkness, if not all of us, where we've been on that wrong path, but Yah has corrected us. Like Robert was talking about, um, I think it was uh, two or three weeks ago now in, in his in his uh, say by grace, how he he wasn't walking with Yah, and all of a sudden he got that voice in him, that Yah gave him that voice like that smack around the head and said, "All right, sort it out now. You know you, what you're doing is wrong, and and that's what he's done to all of us. He has corrected us all, like that father that corrects his children. So here uh, the word for guide um, that we have is H five one four eight is Nachan guide or lead it has lead there but it could also be guide and we see a primitive route to guide by implication to transport we still bring govern guide lead put or straighten it's quite i thought it was quite interesting to see that straighten on here because matthew seven thirteen says enter yet the narrow gate for wide is the gate and broad is the way which leads to destruction and many there be which go in there at and as we were talking about before yahushua is that door that we enter into that gate and we see in this word here how he leads them, but he also straightens us. He gets us on that straight path, that narrow path. He corrects us, and we can see that in this lead and how Yah leads us. It is all to get us on the narrow gate to straighten us. It's always quite interesting when I've seen that word straighten in Nachan, that word for lead and yeah, guide. I had a, yeah. A wonderful image last night during your guys' show, you know, when you mentioned how. Essentially, the, the Jewish faith relies on the Torah, but not Messiah. And you have the Christian faith that relies on Messiah, but not the Torah. And really, those pull you to either the left or the right. But when you have both, it straightens you out to that mm. narrow path. And I just I never really had thought about it like that before until last night when you guys were talking about that. And it's just amazing. And I'm so thankful that we do know the truth, that both are necessary yeah yeah they both are the same one yeah. or the other it certainly is it's 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 having one thing but needing the other it's like i don't know having a remote with no batteries i know that's a stupid analogy but <laughs> first thing that comes to mind but you know it's no good the battery's no good without the remote the remote's no good without batteries you need the both and i think that's terrible that i've just equated the Torah and Yahusha to remote and batteries. So I'll get off that topic. But yeah, um, verse 13, he made him ride on high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he made him to suck honey out of the rocks and oil out of the flinty rocks. So it's believed that this here is referring to, um, so bees would make honey in the holes of the rocks and trees that grew on the rocks and, um, and the olive tree and the olives is from the olive tree that grew in the rocky places 
uh, and we see uh, this blessed and fertile land that they had. So even in these rocky areas, we still see things were growing there. Um, yeah, I had a, I found a really amazing passage to go with this. I, this was a very odd verse, you know, to suck honey from a rock. And so mm -hmm. I, I was led to Jasher and such a wonderful book, you know, to really unfold more details of the, the Torah. And so in Jasher 67 verses 53 through 55, it says, and when the children of Yasharel heard this thing, which Pharaoh had commanded to cast their male children into the river, some of the people separated from their women and others adhered to them. And from that day forward, when the time of delivery arrived to those women of Yasharel who had remained with their men, they went to the field to bring forth there. And they brought forth in the field and left their children upon the field and returned home. And Yahuwah, who had sworn to their ancestors to multiply them, sent one of his ministering angels, which are in heaven, to wash each child in water, to anoint and swath it, and to put into its hands two smooth stones, from one of which it sucked milk and from the other honey. And he caused its hair to grow to its knees, by which it might cover itself, to comfort it and to cleave to it through his compassion for it and i just thought that was an amazing verse <laughs> yeah no it is yeah um like i say because this uh, that's yeah adds so much to it doesn't it there from jasha with the event as well at, um during that time in mitzrayim as well well yeah that, that jasha is not really a book that i'm that comfortable uh, familiar with or comfortable with i know i need to do a lot more into that but but wow yeah it's a very large book <laughs> yeah yeah i have i've seen i've seen yeah it's very large um but yeah i have to jump into that a bit more because i know there's a lot in there yeah verse 14 butter of kine and milk of sheep and fat of lambs and rams of the breed of bashan and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat and you did drink the pure blood of the grape so we see here how you're uh, to bless the people when they obeyed, how they prospered in the land and were protected. And this is referring as well to Deuteronomy 28 when we went for those blessings that they would receive. So uh, just some verses here. When we obey Yah, we know that we will be blessed. Um, 119, 1 and 2 Psalms. It says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the Torah of Yahweh. Blessed are they that God is testimony that seek him with their whole heart. And as we've spoke many a times, it's it's not these um we don't have these blessings now on this earth. We 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 don't store them up or treasure them here, but we are all our deeds, all our blessings, we are we are fit we are trying to build up in the Shamayins. Um so even if you say if you're walking with Yar and, and you're having trouble sometimes, you're, you're not receiving blessings that many people like to say you should be receiving and you should be receiving these things if you're walking right. Yahushua told us that it's it, that's not the case. Matthew 6, 19, 21 says, Lay not up your tre yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust do corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up yourselves treasures in heaven 
and neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal, for where the treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let me say it's, it's when we fixate on these on this earth, then when we lose them all, you know, we need to really be fixating on Yah, focusing on Yah and and what we are we are storing up in heaven for ourselves. So part three now. Um, so we see a part three. Moshe prophesizes that Yasharal will sin and rebel against Yah. So this is now verse 15 to 18. But Yasharun waxed fat and kicked. You are waxing fat. You are grown thick. You are covered with fatness when you forsook Elohai, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his Yeshua. They provoked him to jealousy with strange Elohim. With abominations provoked him they to, provoked they him to anger. They sacrificed unto Shedeim, and that word is devils, not to Elohai, to Elohim who they knew not, to new Elohim that came newly up, whom your fathers feared not. Of the rock that begot you, you are mindful and have forgotten El that formed you. And we see a few things in the, the, these verses. So first we see Yasharun. And Yasharun is a poetic term to describe Yasharel. We see it's spelt similarly, um, but it's spelt with a... a a vowel and a nun on the end to give you that bun sound. Uh, we see that it's it's H three four eight four, and it means upright one. So it's a symbolic name of Israel, describing her ideal character. Um, and its root word is Yashar, as we spoke about Yashar, that uprightness, that righteousness. Um, we have Yasharel. This is Yasharun. It's only used, I think, three or four times in scripture. So we have the the yod. We have the shin, we have the resh, the valve, and the nun. And we see that through the works, we are pressed into those first fruits secured by the sun. Um, and that's through, through Yahushua's works, through the works that we do in keeping the Torah, we are we are pressed into those, as we spoke about before, um, when that shofar blows and we are uh, to be called, as James talked about at the beginning, when we're listening out for that shofar, possibly, with this hazinu, we're listening out uh, for when Yahushua comes and he takes us as the first fruits of the resurrection. You know, and it's through the sun we are secured. We like the olive being pressed to get the olive yeah. oil from. Yeah, and that's with this word shit, with this letter shin, it, it means destruction. It's, it's those teeth, but it also means pressing. And now when I look at it, I do, I, I keep picturing those olives that are pressed i know it's something that catherine spoke about a while and, and, and i think you and shell have spoke about it as well those when those olives are together they start to press themselves and it's through that pressing that you get that oil and um yeah so whenever i see this shin now it's something that really just stands out to me all the time is this pressing word and how we are being pressed for the oil and and we may this pressing may be through you know just like a spiritual pressing or just you know we are putting things on our hearts through through scripture but it also could be a, a physical and a worldly pressing through these trials and tribulations that come at us you know y'all will test us to know that we will stand tall we will stand tall in, in the name of yahushua when when things go bad for us you know it's, it's all good to be 
praising your and Yahushua when we, we are being blessed, when we're, we're walking on high and, we, you know, nothing's going wrong. But when we are in those trials and tribulations, we need to really make sure that we are still keeping true to him. I think it's James that says that if, if you when you endure the, the, the temptations and trials and tribulations, you'll be given a crown of life. And that's just such a wonderful promise. Because we all... Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it brings to mind you saying storm there. It brings to mind on the um, was it Kepha walking on the water. He was walking on the water when he was fixated on Yahusha. When he was focused on Yahusha, he was able to walk on that water. He was, you know, he wasn't thinking about the storm around him or the sea. But once he took his eyes off, he sank. When he when he started looking yeah. at things around him, the world around him, that storm that you just mentioned. He did sink, and it's so important that we do always keep fixated, keep our focus on on the truth, on Yar and Yahushua, the truth that will help deliver us and, and protect us. So, yeah, verse 15, but Yasharon waxed fat, kicked, waxed fat. You're grown thick. You're covered with fatness. Then he forsook Elohai, which made him and likely esteemed the rock of his Yeshua. So this waxed fat, grown fat, covered with fatness. These terms are all used to show that they've forgotten Yah and what he's done for them. Also, when you think of growing fat, you think of laziness, you know, the gluttony. They've, they've really gone away from Yah. And because um, sometimes it's not easy to, 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 to stay on this path. Um, it would be a lot easier to be lazy, to, to go off the path, to, to, to go along with the world. It is very difficult to stay on this path. That's why we have to pray and ask for that strength from Yah. And uh, so they, they've forgotten what Yah done for them and how he gave them the land and gave them all things. Psalm 119, 69, 70 says, The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will guard your precept with my whole heart. The heart is as fat of grease, but I delight in your Torah. Isaiah 6, 10, Make your heart of the people Make the heart of the, his people fat and make your eyes heavy and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and return and be healed. And we see this, you know, we, we speak a lot about in scripture, we talk about the circumcision of the heart. And when we're not circumcised, it's this fatness that is really surrounding the heart. And that's what your circumcises from us. Um, that fatness that really stops us from believing and, and loving your. And we see the word for kicked is ba'at, H1163. It means to trample down, that is to despise, to kick. So also they forsook Yahweh. They moved away from Yah, believing in themselves and serving after other idols from other nations. Jeremiah 5, 7 says, How shall I pardon you for this? Your children have forsaken me and have sworn seven oaths by them that are no Elohim. When I had fed them to be full, they then broke wedlock and assembled themselves by truth in the harlot's house. So we see this, this despising Yah in this word kicked. And they lightly esteemed the rock of his Yeshua, his salvation. This brings to mind a prophecy of, of how they will treat Yahushua, you know, the rock, our rock, our Yeshua, and how he would be rejected and despised by the people. And Isaiah 53 3 says, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow acquainted with grief 
and we hid as it were our faces from him it was he was despised and was esteemed and we esteemed him not so when it talks about this lightly esteemed the rock of is Yeshua it really is make does make me think of what they would do to Yahusha and how they would treat him and how they still do treat him. They provoked him to anger with strange Elohim, with abominations, provoked him to anger. They sacrificed unto Shadim or devils, that word is, not to Elohai, to Elohim who they knew not, to new Elohim that came newly up, newly up their fathers feared not so the people turned and sacrificed the devils they left yahweh to serve these other nations it is what happened in the wilderness when they were in the land and when they were exiled so again we spoke about before it's just a continuous pattern that we see happening how they will turn to other uh, devils here idols not not yah they'll turn away from him so these actions are prophesied about but also in the latter time the time that we're living in now and first timothy 4 1 says now the ruach speaks expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing ruachos and doctrines of devils so we see that happening today and um, i'm sure we all see it with people around us we see it on tv we see it in news we see it everywhere these doctrines of devils that people follow and worship and yahoo is a jealous l he wants his children to love him and not false idols nahum one two says l is jealous and yahoo revenges yahoo revenges and is furious yahoo will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserves wrath for his enemies so yah does get jealous for us yah doesn't want us serving other elohim he doesn't want us going after these these falsehoods he wants us and he wants his children to really stay true to him and you don't have to just be performing sacrifices or rituals to worship devils you can be worshiping the beast system just being a yeah. part of the world and what it stands for yeah absolutely um that's it sometimes people may think oh well i, I don't do i don't go and do perform these rituals and these sacrifices but you know are you putting something ahead of your are you are you you know do you spend more time on the word or on the world do you put him first for the sabbath or do you do what the world want tells you to do so we do see that definitely like you said it's it doesn't you don't have to go and go around the fire and have rituals and sacrifices I think you just be following this the, the the world and what the world tells you to do. Turning from yard to doctrines of devils is completely baffling. I don't know how you jump through that hoop. No, me neither, brother. But it happens. It happens. Um, uh, the devil is able to manipulate and to trick. Hasatan can. Um, it is madness. It really is madness. Um, it He's happens. Putting forth effort every day to make that happen yeah like you mentioned he's looking for a, a chink a crack in that armor that he can then worm his way into he worm his way into and um really just 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 get you to turn away and then a lot of times it's us that does the dirty work that really does a lot of it he just might have to drop that hint in our mind and then our mind overpowers us and 
does a lot of the work for him. Yeah. So he does. There's a lot of lies in the world as well. Um, not a lies. I remember when I was before I was a believer, you had the, the zeitgeist uh, documentaries and and movement, and um, it's full of lies. You know, it's full of lies. But we we inherit these lies that Yahusha was born on the 25th of December, and and straight away you look, you research the 25th of December. It's linked to all these other idols. So straight away, it's, oh, well, that's just a ripoff of these other idols that came before, but that's not the case. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that was when he was born. And we see how, how Hasatan has tried to, to put these things in place to turn people away, to get them to lose faith and to turn and follow these doctrines. And it, it is it, it's baffling to people when you are in truth, but it does happen. And um, it, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, and I don't know what we can do, but just, just, just pray for people, and just keep, you know, just keep preaching the word, keep preaching the truth. It has such a hold on people, you know, for them mm. to even know that truth, and then still just ignore it. And well, Christmas is so special to me; it's my favorite time of year. I, I love getting gifts. You know, they they put all of that ahead of the Father, even if they proclaim to worship Him. It's still put at a higher level it is it really is it really is and we just just hope that these hearts are that fats removed from these hearts and that proudness and pride removed and they're just they're given those circumcised hearts and um you know to come and turn to the father again and to his truths so verse 18 of the rock that begot you you are unmindful. You have forgotten Al that formed you. So the people will and have forgotten Yahweh who formed us. And Yahweh warned the people that they must not forget him. Why he instructs the people to teach the children. That's why, again, we see it's so important to teach the children so that they're not forgotten. Through forgetting Yah, his people will lose their blessings that he has promised. We see here in Isaiah 10 and 11, 17, 10 and 11. Because you have forgotten the Elohim of your Yeshua, and have not been mindful of the rock of your strength. Therefore shall you plant pleasant plants and shall set it with strangers with strange slips. In the day shall you make your plant to grow, and in the morning shall you make your seed to flourish, but the harvest shall be a heap in the day of grief and of desperate sorrow. So we see here how those blessings they will not receive if they forget Yah and if then they're not mindful of Yah. And will bring judgment on themselves through these actions. Hosea 8.14. And obviously we see that judgment did come. We see that the people were uprooted and taken out of the land and put into captivity. Hosea 8.14 says, For Yasharel has forgotten his maker and builds temples, and Yahweh has multiplied fence cities, but I will send a fire upon his cities. A Yehuda has multiplied fence cities, and I will send a fire upon the cities, and it shall devour the places thereof. So we see what will happen to those when they do turn away. So here we go. That leads then into this future punishment that the people would have. This future prophetic punishment. So this is verses 19 to 25. And when Yahweh saw it, he had hoard them because of the provoking of his sons and his daughters. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see that their end shall be, for they are a very forward generation children in whom is no faith they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not l 
They have provoked me to anger with their vanities, and I will and I will move them to jealousy with those that are not a people, and I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. For a fire is kindled kindled in my anger, and shall burn into the lowest Sheol, and shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. For I will heap mischief mischiefs upon them, and I will send my arrows over them. They shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat and with bitter destructions. I will also send the teeth of beasts unto them with the poison of serpents of the dust. The sword without and terror within shall destroy both the young man and the virgin, the suckling also and the man of grey hairs. So we see this punishment that's to come and it's, it's not nice reading. I'll tell you that hearing of those things and um, it really does baffle the mind how they did go astray when being told this before entering the land so verse 19 so we see in the wilderness they would provoke yahweh through their rebellion and disobedience and the latter generation will also go away from yah they'll forget him going after the ways of the other nations and we see it's what happened back then and it's what's happening today as we spoke about but will this will anger yah isaiah 1 2 says hear O heavens and give ear O earth so it's, it starts the exact same as this this song for yahweh has spoken i have nourished and brought up children and they have rebelled against me so in that verse we can see a great correlation here to this song and the word for adored here abhorred here is not the usual word and has only been translated as this twice it is na'at's and what's quite interesting is that this word is mostly being translated as despised, provoked, or blasphemed. So it's quite interesting that. So, so we, we see that how they, um, you know, he despised them because of what they've done. Um, it really is interesting. We've seen this blasphemed as well because we, we talk we talk about how people blaspheme Yah and they strike through His name. So it's quite interesting that. Verse 20. So, and he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be, for they are very forward generation, children whom is no faith. So, Yah will keep his face from them and his face of blessing and protection. That's what we see when, when Yah is looking at us, when we're, we're panim to panim, face to face. He has that blessing and protection over us, but when he moves that face away from us, we open ourselves up to destruction. Uh, Jeremiah 18, 17 says, I will scatter them as the east wind before the enemy. I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their calamity. And Yah will be turning away from them and he, he, won't, he won't save them because they have they've turned away from him. So he turns away from them. And like we say, it's always this two-way street with your we've got we've got to you know love him we've got to do these things if he's going to bless us and protect us um and we see how they did not uh, but we are told that his, his people what's wonderful is that we are told that as his people we will see that face again in revelation it made me think of 22 3 to 5 and there shall be no more curse but the throne of Elohim and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, no need for candle, neither light of the sun, for Yahweh Elohim gives them light, and they shall reign 
forever and ever. And I just think that's wonderful there that we see how we will see his face um, in New Jerusalem. It's wonderful. It's one of my favorite verses. It's it's so wonderful, is it? Those um, those last few chapters you know, of uh, where New Jerusalem comes down in, in Revelation, it's just so beautiful, isn't it? Um, after all that destruction and judgment, it really is. Uh, it, it's wonderful. Such a wonderful you know, verse. Thing. I had I thought of is Luke eighteen eight, and I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the son of Adam comes, shall he find faith on the earth? And we know that faith is an action, and it's yeah. to support God. So will there be any left that are supporting him so that he can work in our lives and in the world? Yeah, it's so important, isn't it, having that that faith? Um, if we don't have it, then, then you will not be. Like I say, it's not just it's not just that belief. It's like you said, it's that action as well, isn't it? It's that action. Um, yeah. So it's so important. So this very forward, forward. I keep saying that wrong. Forward generation, and the word for forward is tapucha, and it says perversity or fraud. Well, that was quite interesting. Fraud, perverse thing. So it's people of frauds. And it makes me think of those people with the outward appearance, but reality they have no faith. So they they may say things, they may they may say that they believe, and but inside they don't. And we know that Yahushua Yahushua spoke of the perverse and faithless people in Matthew seventeen seventeen. It says, "Then Yahushua answered and said, O faithless and perverse nation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me." So we see that. I just thought it was quite interesting in this word. This, this fraud and without faith we can find we cannot find your hebrews eleven sixteen says but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that comes to elohim must believe that he is and he that is reward of them that diligently seek him so i just find it quite interesting here that this very forward generation it, it's talking about fraud and you know i'm sure we We've, we've possibly all come across this in, in some aspect of, of people, whether it's people online or people in our lives, people, if you went to church, uh, people in the church, um, whatever it is, you have those people that have this outward appearance that say all the right words, but inwardly they are not. You know, you see it all the time, these scandals coming out with people in, you know, you've seen it in the you know Catholic churches and all these other places where these people are are there saying these things and proclaiming they believe in Yahusha, even if it's not the right name, um, but really that they're, they're wicked inside and, and they really do wickedness. Yeah, they may be talking the talk, but are they walking the walk? Yeah, like you said, it's just what you said, isn't it? It's, it's not. It's, it's having. It's it's an action. It's having those actions to support it those works that go that coincide with faith like james spoke about you you have works that support your faith verse 21 they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not l they provoke me to anger with their vanities and i move them to jealousy with those that are not a people i will provoke them to anger with a foolish generation so yahweh telling the people that because of their actions their disobedience their abominations he will cause they will cause you all to divorce them and choose a different people for himself. So here 
it really lines up with first peter 2 9 you're a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation a peculiar people that you should show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in times past were not a people but are now the people of elohim which have not obtained mercy which had not obtained mercy but have but now have obtained mercy and we are all grafted in through our belief in yahushua first john 12 as many receive him to him gave him the power oh, so <laughs> so uh, to become the sons of elohim even them that believe on his name yeah and what laura lee saying there sorry second timothy third chapter they don't know they don't know <laughs> absolutely and we, we see here though that it says that he will he will divorce them we know that he are divorced the nation the people his people and he chose a people that were not and we see it here line up with first uh peter 2 and it just how shows how those who may not have it really it shows as well how people who believe the old testament as well would disregard uh verses like this from first peter 2 9 but it is clearly talking about deuteronomy 32 here in this song which which yahweh spoke of instead he would do we see it clearly here in first peter um so yeah so it's just i love when we see the uh the old and new testament lineup and we see that they're all all support each other and Laura Lee says, Abba, please send forth your Ruach to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Please wake up your people and before it's too late. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what we pray for. We just pray for for those eyes and ears to be open for all people, all, all people, because, you know, we don't want to see anybody destroyed. And we want everybody to turn away, to repent and to come to the truth. So we see here it spoke of that fire and we see that Yahweh spoke as we see yahweh spoke of as a consuming fire in hebrews 12 29 for our elohim is a consuming fire we know that yahweh uses the fire for judgment and destruction number 1635 it says and there came out fire from yahweh and consumed the 250 men that offered incense so this is talking about that time with korach in number 16 when they rebelled uh, they wanted to try and overthrow uh, Moshe and Aharon as the leaders. We read here how Yah uses fire to destroy them. And obviously, when that second judgment comes on the earth, we are told of that fire that will destroy it. And just one example here is 2 Thessalonians 1, 7 through to 9. And it says to you who are troubled, rest with us. When Adonai Yahushua shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire, fire taking vengeance on that that know not Elohim and that obey not the best of Adonai Yahushua Hamashiach, whom shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of Yahweh and from the glory of his power. And we spoke, we know that Yah first destroyed the earth with water in Noah's time, and he said he would not do that again. But this time, when he comes back and 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 the day of Yahweh is upon us, it will be by fire that he destroyed so again we can see a prophecy there of, of what is to come then so these verses now three verses 23 to 25 and i'll heap mischief upon them i will send my i will spend my arrows with upon them they shall be burnt with hunger and devoured with burning heat 
and with bitter destructions. I will also send the teeth of beasts upon them with the poisonous serpents of the dust. The sword without and terror within shall destroy both young man and the virgin, the suckling also with all uh, with the man of grey hair. So when discussing Yahweh's judgment, these four methods um, are highlighted and come through quite a bit. We see the famine, we see disease or pestilence, we see the beast, and we see the sword or war. One example of this is Ezekiel 14.21. says, For thus says Adonai Yahweh, how much more shall I send my four sword judgments upon Jerusalem? The sword, the famine, noisome beast, and the pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. We also see it in Jeremiah or Yeremiahu 29, 17, and 19, as well as many other places. And we see that these judgments will be used for all the people. We see it there from, it talks about from uh, the young man, the virgin, the suckling, and the man of grey hair. So we can see it talk about all of them. And also it brings to mind revelation 6 as well and what is to come so revelation 6 2 through to 8 says and i saw and behold a white horse and he that sat upon him had a bow and a crown was given to him and he went forth conquering and to conquer and when he had opened the second seal heard the second beast say come and see and there went out another horse that was red and power was given to him that sat there on to take peace from the earth and they that shall kill one another and there was given to him a great sword. And when he opened the third seal, I saw the third beast saying, Come and see. And behold, a low, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice of the midst of the four living creatures saying, A measure of wheat for a dinar, three measures of barley for a denarius. And see, you heard not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice from the fourth beast saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a green horse. And his name that sat on it was Death, and Sheol followed him, and power was given to him for part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, with the beasts of the earth. So we can see um, what's spoken of here in the Song of Moshe. We can see it again tie into Revelation. We can see about the events that are to come at the day of Yahweh really tied in here. And it's 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 these these um and it's what's used by Yah to bring his judgment on the nations and what is used throughout history. But we can see how it will be a, a lot more um, numerous, maybe, or you know, on a larger scale when it is when no seals are opened. Yeah, I think another verse in Revelations is Revelations 9 7 through 10 to sum up what we see in verse 24. And the shapes of the locusts were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on, the, and on their heads were, as it were, crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as of hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. They had breastplates as it were breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. So we see the the beat the teeth of beast as well as the poison. Yeah, that was interesting. No, it is, isn't it? And um, 
it's it's so interesting those uh, verses in in Revelation. Sorry, I've lost my screen here. Um, no, they they really are so interesting. Um, and and this it brings to mind Joel uh, talking about the this army. But yeah, it's so it's so interesting, and and there's so much that could be in it. And it's interpreting Revelation itself is not something that I uh, I really want to go into because. There is so much in it. I know we all have our Jenna's saying crown, corona. Yeah, heard that, especially when you look at the word for bow. Um, turn back to truth. The balances could very well not be that, but a yoke changes the way we look at the verse. It certainly does. It certainly does. I haven't looked at that before. Maybe it's something I'll look at as well. But there is so much when you look at Revelation. It's really, um, it's it's incredible, isn't it? And and that really yeah, ties in as well. What you just said there from Revelation 9 ties in as well. It's what we just read in in, uh, in 30. Well, what was it verse 24 you said, wasn't it? Yeah, verse 24. Yes. So it's very interesting. Uh, oh, Shabbat Shalom. Off the grid. Welcome, Desert Paul. Formula. Paul and Adrian. Shabbat Adrian, Shalom. Love your show. Yeah, we watch his show quite often. So glad you're here. No, yeah, it's it's it's... it's absolutely wonderful to have new people with us so uh thank you very much for joining with us i hope you're having a wonderful day hope you're having a blessed sabbath hope you have a lovely day for the rest of it um are they in america are they james they yeah i believe he's in arizona my my old oh. stomping grounds that's where i was born and raised the first half oh. of my life so the the good old oh, desert yeah. nice so you've got that day ahead of you to come have you oh sorry i just realized my laptop isn't plugged in. Just a second. Yeah, he, I think he's a few hours behind me even. So he's he's still in that morning time frame. Oh, nice. Nice. So yeah, he's got a great show on YouTube. Talks lots of truth. Um, loves the father and just is, is definitely bold and, and speaks what we need to hear. Amen. That's what it's all about. People might not like what you say, but it doesn't matter what what people think is it as long as you're speaking that truth that's all that matters as long as we're pleasing you that's all that matters not man no thank you very much brother and sister for joining us it's a blessing to have you with us um so verse 26 now to 35 and as i spoke at the beginning there are some people that uh, believe that verses 29 to 35 are prophetic in nature um or talking to those latter times as well obviously i've seen a lot of prophecy and a lot of propheticness in all of this we see how it relates to the time that they were living in and the judgments to come but with everything there's nothing new under the sun so we do see it for our time and what is to come as well so verse 26 to 35 i said i would scatter them into the corners i would make them i would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men were it not that I feared the wrath of the enemy, lest their adversaries should behave themselves strangely, and lest they should say, Our hand is high, and Yahuwah has not done all this. For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. How should one choose a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? except their rock had sold them and Yahweh shut them up. For their rock is not our rock, even their enemies themselves being judges. For their vine is of the vine of Sodom and their fields of Amora. 
Their grapes are grapes of gall, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the poison of dragons, and their cruel venom of asps. Is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? To me belongs vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things they shall come upon them make haste. We'll see a lot of a lot in this part five now. We've seen a lot that's coming. So here we've got verses 26 through to 28. So these verses give us a picture of Yahweh's great mercy. The people have committed idolatry and rebelled and deserve to be taken out of the land. But Yah has shown mercy in keeping them as a living witness to the unbelievers. We know that Yahweh has warned the people that a curse would be for them to be scattered. We read this before and we were going through the curses and the blessings several weeks ago. Deuteronomy 28:64 says, And Yahweh shall scatter you among all people from one end of the earth unto the other, and there you shall serve ever Elohim, which neither nor your which neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. And we see that happen. We see and we see it happen how, as we spoke of before, how the tribes, how the people were dispersed and still are dispersed into all the corners of the earth. But Yahweh does not want the other nations to believe this is the work of their hand or that uh, or their false worship and that Yah is not with them. So Yah wants them to be a witness and doesn't want the nations to take credit for this. He doesn't want the other nations to believe that this has happened through their false idols, through their work. Um, they're to understand that it is all through the hand of Yah that this has happened. And because they, they've cursed themselves by going away, as we see with, with Balaam and Balak, how, um, how the people then cursed themselves in Numbers 25 when they turned away from Yah. Verse 29. Oh, that they were wise, they that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. So Yahweh is pleading again. We, we looked at those verses before where it talks about Yah taking them out of the wilderness and pleading with them face to face. Yah is pleading with his people to be wise and consider the end, the coming judgment, the curses that he has warned about for their disobedience and abominations. Psalm 81, 10 to 13 says, I am Yahweh Haker, which brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people would not hearken to my voice, and Yasharel would none, and Yash, uh, my voice and Yasharel would none of me. So I gave them up to their own hearts' lust, and they walked in their own counsels. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me, and Yasharel had walked in my ways. Yah just wants all his people to listen to him. He he just pleads with them all the time to to listen to him, to walk in his ways, and be saved. And and that's really what we are to do. So. Joy, Shabbat Shalom. Lovely to have you here with us, sister. And we see that we see that mercy, that compassion that we've seen in Yahusha. We see it here with Yahuwah, how he really is pleading with his people to, to come to his truth and be saved. You know, remember that the wages of sin is death. If, if we if we continue in these lives of sin, if we continue walking that route, that path, we will. Yeah, I don't walk remember if you've read this already. <clears throat> Proverbs 2, 6 through 10, it's just a wonderful part to show the wisdom that he gives us. For Yahuwah gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. 
He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keeps the path of judgment and guards the way of his yahid. Then shall you understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant unto your soul. No, oh, such great, great scripture there. I don't think I've got that in it. So, yeah, thank you very much for bringing that, James. That's just amazing. So, uh, verse 20. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, Shabbat Shalom. Yeah. Thank you, Laura Lee. And um, Lee Carruthers is saying, by the way, there are two Lees James's wife, Lee C., and me, Lee Hood from Blood and Land Ministries. Yeah, we're both spelled the same way. So, it can get a bit confusing sometimes. Uh, we've got the two leads here. Uh, brotherly and nursely, I know Shell likes to call your wife nursely. Um, so here we go. So verse 20, how should one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight except the rock had sold them and Yahweh had shut them up. So if Yahshua listened and followed Jah, then he would have been able to over, they would have been able to overcome the enemy. He would deliver them into their hands and, uh, We'd see that many times throughout scripture, how Yasharel would be outnumbered, but when they walked in Yah, he would deliver them. I know me and Catherine spoke about a few last night. We, the wars of Jericho, and we're talking about Yom Teruah, and we've seen with Gideon and his 300 men. Also, David against Goliath. He is able to defeat the enemies when we walk in his ways. But as they will leave, leave him, so shall he leave them. As they come under the power of their enemy. So when they leave Yah, Yah will leave them. Um, we mentioned this is a two-way street. We can't just not walk in his ways and ex expect the blessings. Um, like like many of us are told, we're, we're, we're saved by that blood. We don't have to do any work ourselves. It's all, as you mentioned weeks ago, nailed to the cross, and we don't have to do anything, but that's not the case. And I said, we see many times in Scripture where they would forsake Yah, where they would turn away from Yah, and destruction would come. So Judges 2, 13 onwards, it says, And they forsook Yahuwah and served Baal and Ashtaroth, and the anger of Yahuwah was hot against Yasharel, and he delivered them into the hands of spoilers that spoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemy round about them, so that they could not longer stand before their enemies. So we see there how, and there's many more examples of how Yah would deliver them into the hands of the enemies when they were disobedient. We see it as well with the battle at AI in um, Joshua 7, how because Achan sin in, in disobeying him and taking, taking from um, Jericho what he shouldn't, that sin then was on all the people and they lost that battle, which they outnumbered AI. They, they should have overcome AI easily, but AI uh, defeated them. And it's because of this disobedience. So verse 21, for their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judged. So this is a clear warning, to not stray from Yah and follow after the other nation's idols as they are not real. There is only one rock, one Elohim, and that is Yod-Heh-Rav-Heh, yod heh Yahuwah, however you want to say it, like we, me and James have spoke before. It doesn't matter how you pronounce it. All that matters is that you recognize that yod hey vav hey yod hey hua hey however you want to say it, that is Yahweh. That is the one and true, only living Elohim, the Aleph and the Taf, El Shaddai. He is the one. 
and uh, there's no other rock. There is no other. First Samuel two, first, thank you, brother. First Samuel two two. There is none holy as Yahweh, for there is none beside him. Neither is there any rock like our Elohim. And that's Hannah's prayer there in First uh, Samuel two. And we see Hannah there declaring that as well. This is shown through all their battles that the that the other nations where Yahweh was with them, they prospered and defeated their enemies, as we just spoke of those those examples where that happened. And Yah is a rock to those that follow him. And we've seen this straight away from the beginning of this song, this song of Moshe. Uh, this this uh, this rock being mentioned. We know that Yahweh is the rock. We know Yahusha is the rock. We just see it this theme over and over again. Uh, I think I've, I've read this verse 18 already. Yahweh is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my El, my strength, in whom I trust, my buckler, the horn of my Yeshua, my high tower. I will call upon Yahweh who is worthy to be praised. So shall I save from my enemies. And that is uh, what I mentioned earlier on as well. So the other nations will see that Yah is the true living Elohim and that there is no other. Jeremiah. Maya 16 19 says oh yahweh my strength and my fortress my refuge in the day of affliction the other nations shall come unto you from the ends of the earth and shall say surely our fathers have inherited lies vanity and things wherewith there is no profit and that is what we are all just waiting for really the eyes and the ears to be open to those other people from the nations to to realize they've inherited lies and to to know that there is only one true elohim and we see that mentioned of as well um, in Zechariah 14, where it says about how the nations will come to to worship Sukkot, how the people from the nations will come. And that is really what we want. We want everybody to, to come to this truth. So for the 32 and 33, for their wine is the vine, wine, vine is the vine of Sodom and the fields of Amora. Their grapes are grapes of gall. Their clusters are bitter. Their wine is poison of dragons, the cruel venom of asps so we see through scripture the people referred to as vines bringing forth either good fruit or bad fruit yahweh chose yasharel to be a noble vine for they turned away from yah's ways we see jeremiah 2 21 yet i planted you a noble vine holy a right seed how then are you turned into a degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me Hosea 10.1, Yasharel is an empty vine. He brings forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he has increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made goodly images. Isaiah 5.2, and he fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine and built a tower in the midst of it and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes and it brought forth wild grapes so we see there how you know it could be talking about his people they're bringing forth these vines of sodom of of corruption these bad seeds these bad fruit and the second verse mirrors the first they had become like sodom and amora they are producing the poison of dragons and venom of asps they have become cruel poisonous toxic that is how yah is seeing these his people and Shabbat Shalom, Waxy. Good to have you here, brother. Always good to see you join up and, and come in. So thank you very much for being with us. Such a blessing to have you with us, brother. 
So verse 34. Is not this laid up in store with me and sealed up among my treasures? So again, referring to all the wickedness that they have performed, your stores them up so that justice can be performed. We need to remember that everything we do is, is made record of, is stored up. Job 14, 17 says, My transgression is sealed up in a bag, and you sew up my and you sew up my iniquity. We see that Yahweh will store these away until that day of judgment. First Corinthians 4, 5, it says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until Yahweh come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart, and then shall every man have praise of Elohim. So we see how how our, all our deeds, all our works are going to be stored up, are going to be made record of, and we will have to um, answer to them. We can't hide anything from Yah. We say we can't have anything hidden in darkness. And we want to be storing up those treasures through obedience, as we spoke of before Matthew 19, 21. And Yahushua said unto them, If you'll be perfect, go and sell what you have, give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. So we want to be storing up these these treasures of blessings in the Shamayins for that day. Um, you know, we all we all sin. We we all fall short of the glory of Yahweh. Only person who ever walked perfectly was Yahusha. Um, so we we obviously, fortunately, we have that blood of Yahusha to wash us clean um, because of these past sins. But we want to make sure that we are trying to walk as we were asked to walk. As he says, John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. So we want to be showing that obedience and love. As James spoke before about faith, how it's it's an act as well. It's an action, you know, with uh, with the book of James as well. Yahweh talks about having works and faith, and that's really what we need to be having. We need to be having those works and the faith. So verse 35, to me belongs vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time for the day of their calamity is at hand and the things that shall come upon them make haste. So Yah is the Aleph and the Tav, the true living Elohim. Vengeance belongs to him alone and everyone will receive what Yahweh deems worthy for them. We need to remember this, that it's 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 because of it's it's all yours and say if we have someone that comes against us that does wicked to us we shouldn't be trying to seek vengeance it's not ours to do we're not to judge we're not to seek vengeance it's all yours you know we should leave these matters to yahweh romans 12 19 says dearly beloved avenge not yourselves but rather give place unto wrath for it is written vengeance is mine i will repay says yahweh and the slide of the foot referring to how the wicked will soon fall when judgment comes. Proverbs 4.19, the way of the wicked is as a darkness, for they know not at what they stumble. And, um, you know, they're not planted on the rock. They're, they've not got that solid foundation. Um, like you mentioned on Thursday, you know, having the boots of the Bessera, you know, they're not got... Um, they've not got that truth. They're not planted and standing in that truth. So they will slide when this comes. You know, and we're called to forgive and love our, our neighbor. Uh, mm. Leave the vengeance to Yahuwah. We see too many times where people take vengeance into their own hands and it never ends well, you know. And so well, we must forgive because we can't expect that in return if we're not giving that out to others. No, amen. 
Amen, brother. Yeah. We should be leaving it all to you. We should be trying to forgive and walk as Yahusha told us to walk. And if we're if we're not we don't have that compassion and we're not willing to forgive and people, then why should we be expecting to receive that forgiveness from Yahweh? It, it, it's it's hypocritical in a sense, isn't it? Really, we need to make sure that we forgive. And uh, so this is the last part now of this uh, song, and then we'll be going into Moshe's death. So verses 36 to 43. For Yahweh shall judge his people. So this is comfort for Yasharel we end with. And as we spoke about, we, we always see that. We always talk about destruction, that judgment's come, but then that comfort. As we spoke about with the book of Revelation, that it ends with that beautifulness, that comfort of New Jerusalem, and it's just wonderful. So verse 36 to 43. For Yahweh shall judge his people and sigh for his servants when he sees that their power is gone and there is none shut up or left. And he shall say, where are their Elohim, their rock in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifice and drank the wine of their drink offerings. Let them rise up and help you and be your protection. See now that I, even I am he, and there is no Elohim with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I will heal. Neither is there any that can deliver, deliver out of my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and say, I live forever. If I wet my glittering sword and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and I will reward them that hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and the sword shall devour flesh and that with the blood of the slain and the captives from the beginning of revenges upon the enemy. Rejoice, O you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to the adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. And Jen said there as well, give it to Yahweh and he will repay. Amen. I completely agree that we should be giving it all to Yahweh when we have these troubles, not, not trying to deal with it with our own hands. So now in that the last few verses so of the song. So verse 26, we say, it says, For Yahweh shall judge his people and sigh for his servant when he sees that their power is gone. There is none shut up or left. So Yahweh will judge his people to ensure that people are walking in righteousness. Psalm 50 verse 4 says, He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. And we, we should want to be judged. We should be want to be made sure that we are being corrected and um, and put in that right walk. And Yahweh will judge the people in righteousness. He is righteous. It says Psalm 72, 1 and 2. Give the king your judgment, O Elohim, and your righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge your people with righteousness and your poor with judgment. So Yah is that righteous judge. Um, it, all his work is in righteousness. So when we look at this verse, there is it's debatable how signs should be translated. In other translations, repent, mostly is translated as comforted. The word is nacham, um, and it, it's come across it a few times recently. I think Catherine spoke about it on Mercy Board 4, I know I've, I've talked about it as well on uh, in the book of Yonah, because it comes up and it says, properly to sigh, uh, breathe strongly, implication to be sor sorry, um, console to comfort to repent so this could be interpreted as 
when Yah is judges people and he sees that due to their disobedience they have he had been taken away, they are no longer in power or in the land, then he will repent for the people. He will be sorry for the people and comfort them. So we must remember that Yahuwah is an Elohim of love and mercy that endures forever. So even when we do backslide, if we repent and turn to him, he will have compassion on us. He will forgive us. First John 4, 8. He that loves not knows not Elohim, but Elohim is love. And love in, in Hebrew, I believe it's Ahava. So Yahuwah Ahava. And it's just it's just wonderful that I love the name Yahuwah, uh, of, Yahuwah um, of peace and love. It's just wonderful. So Psalm 136.1. Oh, give thanks unto Yahuwah for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So we need to remember that it does endure forever. So I know some people that maybe come to this walk or some people are put off by this walk and by the truth because of the life they've lived and worried about. Some people, I think, believe, I know I probably did for a while, is that because I've, I've sinned and I need to, I, I can't be saved in a sense. So I might as well try and, you know, play dumb, act blind, act like it's not truthful, even though he is, you know, he is, he is truthful, try and ignore it. But we can't ignore it and we need to come to realization of the truth and repent and ask for that forgiveness because like Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 says, his mercy is new every morning. So we need to make sure that we do come with that circumcised heart, with that love, repenting and just asking for that forgiveness and he will have mercy on us. Yeah, I love how you said that. We can't ignore it. Yah can't ignore us. You know, he yeah. is always searching after us with that spotlight even if we're trying to hide in the darkest pit we can find he is always looking for us and trying to give us his mercy and grace yeah it's us that are, are running away from him not the other way around isn't it he's he's running trying to catch us trying to find us trying to save us but we're running and we're we're, we're running away from him when we're hiding in the dark like i said we're just running to death and destruction um so yeah, so Yar is, is wonderful, and um, like we say, we can't ignore him at all. So verse twenty-seven, uh, thirty-seven and thirty-eight, and he shall say, "Where are the Elohim, their rock, in whom they trusted, which did eat the fat of their sacrifice and drank the wine of their drink offerings? Let them rise up and help you, and be your protection." So Yar is reminding the people of their idolatry, the worship of pagan religions, which did not save them. Who they sacrificed to when they were had, were corrupted with the other nations, similar to how Eliyahu mocked Ahab's prophets of Baal. When Yah speaks in, uh, I don't know why I've, I've put judges in kings. We see First King eighteen twenty seven, and it says, "And it came to pass at noon that Eliyahu mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for is for is in Elohim either he is talking or he is pursuing or he is journeying or perchance he sleeps and must be." awakened and i love that it reminds me of that that story with um abraham and his father tara where um abraham destroys all his idols but one and his dad blames him for it and he's like well it must have been him you know if, if you believe they can do all these things surely it could go and you know it's go and destroy the others it just it just bring it to mind how it's it's fruitful it's fruitfulness it's fruit it's worthless <laughs> should i say worthless their beliefs in these in these idols because they can't do anything they can't save them 
It's only Yar that can do that. It's only Yar that can save them, that can deliver them. As we mentioned, he is the true only Elohim. Um, and Yar is telling them to continue after their idols, which cannot save them. There we go, Judges 10, 14. Go and cry unto the Elohim, which you have chosen. Let them deliver you in the time of tribulation. So you are saying there, if, if you want to go after them now, then when that destruction comes, see if they can save you. So, you know, I won't save you. Let them save you. And obviously they won't. Psalm 135, 15 to 18. The idols of the heathen are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. They have eyes, but see not. They have ears, but hear not. Neither is there any breath in their mouths. They that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusts in them. We, I love that, you know, talking about these idols that men put their trust in. And today we see, and it doesn't actually have to be things of, you know, actual sculptures of stone. It could be anything that you put your faith in, your time in, your, you know, that worship into. It could be that. And Yah is the only one who can save us and deliver us from the judgment that is to come. Hosea 13, 4. Yet I am Yahweh Alacheka from the land of Mitzrayim, and you shall know no, other, no Elohim but me, for there is no saviour besides me. And we see that parallel there with that Isaiah verse before. And Acts 4, 12. Neither is there Yeshua in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so we see there that we can't be trusting in these false idols to save us when destruction comes it's only through only yahweh through yahusha that we can be saved so see now that i even i am he and there is no elohim with me i kill and i make alive i wound and i heal for neither is there any that can deliver it out of my hand so yahweh is telling us that there is no other uh not many um there's not he is one he's easy had and there's there's no others um as we mentioned before we have these other beliefs and religions like the romans greek nords mitzrayim india all these other places uh, that have multiple uh beliefs and idols but it's only yah isaiah 45 18 says for thus says yahweh that created the heavens elohim himself that formed the earth and made it established it he created it not in vain he formed it to be inhabited i am yahweh and there is none else deuteronomy 4 35 unto you it was showed that you might know that yahweh yahweh he is elohim and there is none besides me and it reminds me as i just mentioned the 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 shema deuteronomy 6 4 here O yasharel yahweh yahweh is one or yahweh echad Yahweh is one and it really just brings to mind that when, when we see these verses you know how he can heal but also wound made me think of Psalms 119 verse 71 it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn your statutes you know to be chastised and to be mm. you know in the fire so we can come out pure you know his wounds may hurt but just because our sins have been forgiven doesn't mean there won't be pain or consequences that go along with that. No, amen. Amen, brother. We, we're not to have a, a simple walk. We will, will have difficult times, but sometimes we, we want them because they 
that chastisement, that affliction, it, it really it strengthens us and it makes us, you know, it purifies us, it, it it corrects us, and it you know, I always think as well is if if we can't handle these things now, then what's going to happen when we have that tribulation, the day of Yahweh, or the times when the nations we will be persecuted by the nations uh, in our countries, we have it quite easy when, you know, we may have people say things to us or pull faces, but we don't face persecution for our beliefs. So if we can't stand up to this, then how are we going to stand when we're threatened with death? So I, I feel like Yar is always just, he's trying to just strengthen us ready for when that will come. It's like our training or boot camp for the war yeah. ahead. No, yeah, it's a good way to say it. A boot camp, yeah. Yeah, we're getting trained. No, amen. So uh, Yahweh is the one who gives life and takes it, who can save and heal. He is the creator of all, and no one else can do these things. First Samuel 2, 6. So Hannah's prayer again. We see Yahweh kills and makes alive. He brings down to Sheol and brings up. Hosea 6, 1. Come and let us return to El Yahweh, for he has torn and he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. And no one can save from Yahweh's judgment and destruction. Psalm 50, verse 22. Now consider this, ye that forgot Elohai, lest I tear you in pieces, and there is none to deliver. So we need to really ensure that we have got our focus and we are trusting in the, the correct Elohim, in, in Yahweh, and no other. We are only saved and only receive everlasting life through believing in Yahuwah, believing that Yahuwah sent Yahusha to save us. And John 8, 24 says, I said therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins, for if you believe not that I am he, he shall die in your sins. So we need to really make sure that we believe that, that Yahuwah sent Yahusha to save us if we want to be saved from that eternal death that is to come. So verse 40, for I lift up my hand to heaven and say i live forever so mirrors how we are to act when we communicate with yahweh we are to lift up our hands to to him when we're in prayer we're to worship him prayer we're to be exalting him always psalm 134 2 says lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless yahweh first timothy 2 8 says i will therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting and this could be done in performing of an oath as well, lifting up these hands and praying. You see Revelation 10, 5 and 6. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hands to heaven and swore by him that lives forever and ever who created heaven and the things that therefore are and the earth and the things that are there are and the sea and the things that are therein and there should be time no longer so we see the angel here lifting up his hands and swearing to yah so men would swear by yah but as there is no higher than yahweh himself he is making a promise in his own name and this should be read with the following verses so the verses that are to come now should coincide with this i believe with this what he's what he's promising so i'll read it all together now um so for I lift up my hands to heaven and say, I live forever. If I wet my glittering sword and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and I will reward them that hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood and my sword shall devour flesh. And they that 
and that with the blood of the slain and of the captives from the beginning of vengeance revenges upon the enemy so yar is swearing to perform justice on all those that deserve it so we've seen how he spoke about how he you know israel yasharel were, were bringing this upon themselves and the prophecy of the propheticness of them getting taken away in the destruction but now we're seeing about what he's talking about to all those that hate yah to the enemy and we can see it really tying with revelation isaiah 34 5 onwards says for my soul shall be bathed in heaven behold it shall come down upon edom and upon the people of my curse to judgment the sword of yahweh is filled with blood it is made fat with fatness and the blood of lambs and goats and with the fat of the kidneys of rams for yahweh has a sacrifice in Bosra and a great slaughter in the land of edom and we see yahushua described as smiting the nations when he returns and out of the mouth so this is revelation 19 15 it says and out of the mouth goes a sharp sword that with it should smite the nations and he shall rule with a rod of iron and he treads the winepress of the fierceness of wrath of yahweh seven oh and we see when yahushua returns as well it's spoken about him being covered in the blood and it's it's reflecting this in isaiah that battle that's going on So rejoice, O you nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will render vengeance to the adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and to his people. So, but as for the children of Yahweh and believers in Yahusha, we should be rejoicing at this time. We should not be worried or scared as Yah is avenging us and those that wish to harm us. So he's, he's, he's coming to save us. Romans 15 9 onwards says and that the other nations might glorify Elohim for his mercy as it is written for this curse will I confess to you among the other nations and sing into your name and again he says rejoice ye nations with his people and again hallelujah Yahweh all ye nations and praise him all you people and again Yeshua Yahu says there shall be a root of Yeshai and he shall rise to reign over the never nations. In him shall the other nations trust. Now the ally of hope filled you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. And we should be just rejoicing in that joy. We really should be. We shouldn't be fearing. And John saying, Hebrews 10, 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. Amen, brother. It certainly is. I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be these of the other nations that are not trusting in Him and that have that wrath upon them. Certainly do not. So when the day of Yahweh arrives and Yahushua returns to avenge and deliver His people, is at a time when we are to be rejoicing and praising for His glory, His miraculous works, His mercy, and His love. These are all reasons for us to be singing. And in Revelation, we are told that we are to be singing the song of Moshe, as mentioned before. So will it be this song possibly? So Revelation 15, 1 onward says, And I saw another, another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up the wrath of Elohim. And I saw, as it were, a sea of glass mingled with fire, fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name, 
stand on the sea of glass, having the kithara of Elohim. And they sang the song of Moshe, the servant of Elohim, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Yahweh Elohim, Sebaot, just and true are your ways, King of the Kodashim. Who shall not fear you, O Yahweh, and glorify your name? For you are oh, you only are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments are made manifest. So we see it there talking about this song of Moshe. So it's possible. I'm not saying it is, but it's possible that it could be referring to this song as well. As we see a bit a few parallels in that which is spoken there. So that was the song of Moshe. It's uh, it's very big. <laughs> There's a lot in there. We see a lot of uh, propheticness in there as well, and we see that the end in there of that comfort that we will receive. So I believe now we just have a few more verses to tie up this Torah portion and uh, and to finish it. Thank you for sticking with us. It's been quite long, so we'll just uh, just work our way through it now. So verse forty-four, and Moshe came and spoke in the words of this song in the ears of the people. He and Husha, the son of Nun. So we see that Yahusha here is referred to his original name, possibly to represent his humbleness before Moshe and Yah. He is about to take over from Moshe and lead the people. So we see that's what's going to happen. He's going to take over. He's going to take that charge from Moshe. And verses 45, 46. And Moshe made an end of speaking all the words to all Yasharel. And he said unto them, Set your heart upon all the words which I testify among you this day, which you shall command your children to God to do all the words of this Torah. Again, we see how it is a heart issue. We should be loving Yah and his word. We spoke about that a lot, how it is that heart issue. We spoke about the fatness of the heart and, and having our heart circumcised, having that heart for Yah, and that's what we're seeing here as well. Hebrews 10, 16 says, this is the covenant that I will cut with them after those days, says Yahweh. I will put my Torah in their hearts and in their minds while I write it. And that's something that I really want. I just want this Torah wrote in my mind, on my mind and in my heart. And um, yeah, just pray for that daily. Now that is done. Verse 47. But it is not a vain thing for you because it is your life. And through this thing you shall prolong your days in the land, whether you go over the Jordan to possess it. So Moshe here is instructing and warning the people one last time the importance of obeying Torah. It is our life, not just this one, but the one that is to come as well. We, we think of where we get focused on, fixated on this life that we're living now, but it's all for that life that's to come afterwards, after that resurrection, after the day of Yahweh, and will we be living with Yah and Yahushua or will we be condemned to Sheol and that that fire so we, it's so important that we do listen to these words Proverbs 3 1 and 2 says my son forget not my Torah but let your heart guard my commandments for long of days and long life and peace shall they add to you first Timothy 4 8 for bodily exercise is profits little but righteousness is profitable profitable unto all things having promise of the life that now is and which is to come. And Revelation 22, 14, Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and enter in the gate through into the city. Amen. How wonderful is that? Having that access to that tree of life that was in the garden, it really is amazing. 
So here, yeah, these are the last verses, I believe, now of this chapter. So I'll just read through them. And so it's verses 48 to 52. And Yahweh spoke unto Moshe that selfsame day, saying, Get ye up unto the Mount Avarim, and to Mount, get unto this Mount Avarim, and to Mount Nebu, or Nebu, which is in the land of Moab, that is over against Jericho, and behold the land of Canaan, which I give to the children of Yasharal for a possession. And die in the mount wherever you go up, and be gathered unto your people, as Aharon your brother died in Mount Hor, and was gathered unto his people. Because ye transgressed against me among the children of Yasharal at the waters of Merivyah Kodesh in the wilderness of Sin, because you sanctified me not in the midst of the children of Yasharal. Yet there shall see in the land before you, but you shall not go thither into the land which I give the children of Yasharal. Uh, amen, brother. Amen, Waxy. This is a testing ground and very short journey before eternity. Amen. Certainly is. And Lord, he says, we are yearning for that great day, Yah. We are yearning for your kingdom to come. We yearn for our one true king to rule and reign. Amen. We certainly are. And uh, thank you, Euphrasia. Yeah, enjoying Torah. And that's what we should be. It's such a blessing to have this for us. And um, it really is. There may come a time when it's it's difficult to get hold of scripture where it's illegal you never know what's going to come and um, so it's such a blessing that we have uh, the ability to read this now so this reminds me of yahushua he knew that he would die but continue to do the will of yah you see in matthew 17 23 2 and 23 it says and while they abode in galil yahushua said unto them the son of adam shall be betrayed in the hands of men and they shall kill him on the third day shall be raised again and they were exceedingly sorry so we see here moshe knows that he is to die he's not to go in the promised land but he's still here pleading with the people he's still trying to encourage the people trying to get the people to 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 fit to remember yar and to not stray so through the death and blood of yahushua we have been given access to yahweh first peter three eighteen says for mishak also suffered once for sins the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to Elohim, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Ruach. And he died as well, that we could have eternal life. John 3, 16 and 17. For Elohim so loved the world, that he gave his Yaqid, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For Elohim sent not his Yaqid unto the world to condemn the world, but for the world through him might be saved. And we see that, that Moshe had to die as well so that the people could enter into the promised land. And we see here Yahusha having to die for us to enter into the promised land. So interest, interesting, we see that word for self-same day, and it's the same used for Noah when his family entered into the ark, Genesis 6, 7. And when Yah makes a covenant of circumcision with Abraham, Genesis 17 as well. So just a bit interesting. We're seeing this this self same day linked to the covenant and to uh, to the salvation, the saving of Noah and his family. Yara is showing his love and mercy he has for his people, but also showing that he is fair and a just Elohim. We know that only Caleb and Yahushua were allowed to enter into the promised land. All those that sinned and rebelled against Yah were to die before entering and moshe is humble and accepts yah's judgment 
And this is how we are to be as well. We are to accept Yah's judgment and not question it. First Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, unto the mighty hand of Elohim, that he may exalt you in due time, casting off your care upon him, for he cares for you. I think I've got just two slides, this slide, and then just a recap slide, and then we are finished. So we are to listen. We see that in this title. It's give ear or listen. We are to listen to our forefathers who told us to obey Torah, listen to Moshe and the prophets. We are to listen to the Torah. We most importantly are to listen to the words of Yah and those that have been spoken by Yahusha. We must remember that sometimes Yah speaks to us things that we don't want to hear or what we may not feel we can do, but we should have faith and always trust in him. As we mentioned before, Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in El Yahweh with all your heart, lean not on your own understandings, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Proverbs 28, 26, he that trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whosoever walks wisely, he shall be delivered. And sometimes it's that small, quiet voice that we must listen for. First Kings 19, 11 and 12. And he said, go forth and stand upon the mount before Yahweh. And behold, Yahweh passed by and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks there before Yahweh. But Yahweh was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but Yahweh was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but Yahweh was not in the fire. And after the fire, a small, a still, small voice. We must listen to and not forget the greatness of Yah. We must continue to try and listen to him always. So in this portion then, we've seen a lot in this song. We've seen the importance of listening to Yah as we just spoke about there. Listening to his word, listening to the prophets, listening to Moshe, listening to Yahusha, how important it is. The song of Moshe and the declaring of Yahweh's name, we've seen that at the beginning, how the, the name was declared, and we've seen the importance of that name. We see Yah's kindness to Yasharel. We see the prophecy about Yasharel selling and rebelling against Yah. We see that future punishment. We see Yah's justice and mercy. We see Yah's comfort for Yasharel. We see how this song was to be a witness for the people and stand for all time, how we are to teach our children continually and to, and to help them walk in the ways of truth. And obviously we see then we end by looking at Moshe's death foretold and the parallels to Yahushua and that humbleness in not, um, in not being stubborn and prideful in his death. He, he still wanted to help the people throughout his death. Well, so, I yes, believe wasn't he, I mean, we know he was old, but... He wasn't necessarily ill and ready to die. It was just his time that yeah. Yah has chosen. I believe that in the next, uh, I, think, I think it's in the next portion where it talks about his, it accounts his death. And it, it says as well, his, his um, I think it says his health had not abated him. Or so. It says something like that. Um, it, it really highlights the fact that he was not of ill health. He wasn't ready to die. Um, he was only 120, only 120. <laughs> But yeah, he wasn't um, he wasn't ready to die, and it was uh, it was it was so that the people could live in the promised land that he did. So it's um, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful that that humbleness and compassion he had for people. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, uh, 
John, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, thank you all for being with us. Now, yeah, that's just one more amazing parallel hmm. between Moshe and the Messiah. You know, he had to die no. for those to be saved. No, I know. Yeah. And I know that you, um, don't know what I'm doing here. So, yeah, I know that you, uh, when we were talking about it the other week, you, you had all those, you, um, all those parallels between the two and it's amazing. And, and this is something that jumped, only jumped out at me recently uh, while doing these Torah portions on here is how actually, yeah, Moshe had to die so that people could go in like Yahusha, Yahusha died. Um, but yeah, it's, it's so, uh, it's so amazing, isn't it? Oh no. Thank you, Alan. Uh, thank you, Jen. Thank you so much. Now, unfortunately, I now I'm going to leave you with some sore ears, I think, when I can get them to. I said I was going to do it, so I will do it. Um, however, I don't think, um, can't get it up. I don't think, um, yeah, thank you very much, brother. I'm just trying to get it up now. I can't seem to get it. Up. I don't think Rin Tin Tin's here, and it was, um, it was her. Oh, thank you, Pamela, for being here. Uh, let's just try and get space on here. Oh, thank you, Frazier. Thank you, Mikhail. Thank you all. Um, so before you go, then, where is it? I can't find my, um, I had something saved here. And for some reason, it doesn't want to come up. I wanted to really cover the screen up, to be honest. So just give us a likely uh, story, Lee. Yeah, it's it. Uh, no, I've I've got I've tried to get words there to help me uh, to sing it. So let's uh, let's try one last time. If not, I'm just gonna have to sing it, and you're just gonna have to uh, stare at my face, make a joyful noise. Um, I'll try. I'll try. There we go. Oh no, thank you very much. Unfortunately, I've got it. So can you see that? Can you? Is it come up? Yeah. yeah okay then. All right then. So. Okay. Give ear, O you heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. As the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of Yah. Ascribe ye greatness unto our Elohim. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, and all of truth, and without iniquity, just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves, their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation.
do you thus require Yahuwah? O foolish people and unwise, is not he your father who has brought you, who made you and established you? <laughs> there we go. I messed that All up. Right. Big Give yourself I, a round of applause. That was excellent. I uh, I did I did uh, mess that up, but I will do it. Right, thank you very much. Now, yeah, that was something that I just, I thought, oh, no, last night I was trying to do it, and I was trying to do it to music, and, yeah, so. Next year, Mikhail, next year, Mikhail, we'll have the whole thing, all 43 verses of it. <laughs> it's long. That was, that was only six verses. It was a long, so, yeah. So, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been a blessing today. It's been uh, been wonderful for me. I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope you all had fun. I hope I've not scared you for next week with that. Don't worry, there'll be no more singing for another year. Um, <laughs> but yeah, praise you praise you indeed, definitely. So everybody, um, if you've got a shofar, let's grab it and let's get ready to blow it. So tomorrow uh, we'll be back with you. Well, um, Robert in the morning, 9.30, he'll be bringing Mercy Poured Forth and then he'll be followed by James Carruthers here. Uh, with the Bessera and Half Tour portion, so make sure you check that out. That's at 9.30 and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, so check that out, and we've got so much for going forward for the week, so uh, go to heartofthetribes.org, check out the schedule on there, or check out our Telegram groups for any shows that are coming up. And thank you all again for being with me. It's such a blessing. It really is. I can't say it enough. I just really... Um, I'm so grateful that you spend your, your Sabbath with me. So thank you very much. Shabbat Shalom. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you next week. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.